Oh, uh, yeah, the interview went well. It went faster than I thought, which is why I could oh, start later. Oh, we're live later. now? Yes, we're live now. That's what we always do. We start oh, in media res, God. and then chat has to figure out what the hell we're talking about. This is how every episode starts. I think it adds to the nice parasocial aspect of it all, because they're now joining in on the conversation. Yeah. Hello, chat. Hello, everyone. You are the third main character of this show slash podcast, so welcome hello everyone i pray that you are all doing well on this wonderful thursday afternoon the day after uh valentine's day here in the west and how was your valentine's day geo oh uneventful i mean I, I saw my gf the week before so um yeah wait i'm just trying i'm getting distracted i'm trying to find the uh did you put the links up or uh what do you mean um, oh, the oh. telegram and the... Oh, I did I did not. I was yeah. uh, in a rush. So okay, can, yeah. Well, well, yeah, you know, it was uneventful. I called her, but then it was that was it. So, yeah, right, usually yeah. Ne next, next, maybe next week and the weekend after that depends. Things are, mm -hmm. things are busy. So, you know, how was your Valentine's? Uh, busy, uh, just cause I, I was, uh, working and then had church in the afternoon, but I mean, it's kind of funny. I get to do the whole, um, actually thing. Cause St. Valentine isn't celebrated until July on, on our calendar. Yeah. So I, I, I get to avoid that. I'm looking forward to later today after the show, when I go shopping for, uh, chocolates and things like that. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good time for that. That's I prefer to be an extra, says John Carter. Well, uh, you are an extra in the way that you are an extra. Uh, you're a sponsor of today's show because you support us through your grotesque super chats where you ask us whether or not we would fuck, Mary kill a list of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I love those ones. They're, they're, they're great. It, yeah, because John just plays in directly into the dynamic of the, the straight man and the the laughter that comes out of you it's infectious laughter i love it so much some some of them are like quite creative too like i uh, did have to some of them were creative with like all of the like female politicians that he listed with like Giorgio maloney and the others and then some of them were just like really good in respects to um what's the word i'm looking for uh, all the twin peaks references that he was making but he says i think i promised <laughs> i was going to leave the cold to jay burden in 2024 i'll let him do that although he had a great tweet the other day where he had said um he was responding to that like josh or james urkel guy the project liberal head oh and god because like the urkel project liberal guy was just like hey man like the only way to solve illegal immigration is to legalize immigration and just like burden quote cool. tweets the only ways that we can legalize you know uh anal sexual assault and make it illegal is to legalize sexual anal assault and it's just <laughs> like whoo um what a fun time jay like you're doing great mm. um you know how was your balance with work like yes Ali, I'm, I'm not a complete you're not going to see me talk about that on the air <laughs> even if i was busy in that sense i wouldn't be telling you about it i'm i'm, I'm well, not a man who kisses and tells no but i i mean i guess i mean you got a gf that you're serious about maybe you know but yeah um, well we'll keep that under wraps but uh, it's like uh it's like that line from vice city the the radio show pressing issues where mm. um the 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 rich kid socialist uh was his name calvin crenshaw where, he, where he's arguing with alex shrub the evil right-wing uh governor of florida and <laughs> who kills people with like elite like uh you know spotty quality control stuff and he goes uh okay bird brain how do you figure we could lower the crime rate and he goes 
well, we could let them off. Then they wouldn't be criminals anymore. <laughs> it's like, we already do that. How do you think we get federal funding? <laughs> I think well, like, that, some people just, literally believe that. Just let them off, and then they won't be criminals anymore. Well, they won't be labeled, and they won't have such a hard life. Because, you know, poverty is one of the greatest causes of crime. And that way, if we let them off, they're not so punished by our, like, cruel, mm. punitive justice system. They'll do it. Now, like, most of the people that are in jail are, like, three or four-time repeat offenders. And, like, the, the first-timers, the second-timers, we just, like, let off so easily. <laughs> so it's just, like, come on, guys. Like, it was it was funny because I was, like, listening the other day to a stream between two people. And they, were, they started talking about, like, urbanism and how to, to properly plan it. And they were giving the same sort of, like... Uh, in, you know, telescopic philanthropy about like all oh, the inner cities and how do we take care of it and the money, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, you know, what's not being discussed in this issue is just like, um, you know, like the, the, the blatantly obvious thing that, you know, Steve Saylor likes to reply to. So like, Lord only knows that this issue goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, damn, that did used to be in a video game. Yeah. I mean, and this is why like GTA six is something that you shouldn't be excited about. It uses the same engine as GTA five and oh stuck like stuck culture like if you were to play gta 5 right like the campaign like the whole life invader thing they're making fun of mark zuckerberg and social media and you inadvertently like assassinate like the uh the mark zuckerberg of that world but like you look at it and it's like this proto woke culture that's being satirist you know being satirized in in gta 5 for los angeles and you're like this hasn't really changed much at all outside of maybe one or two gay jokes. The rest is yeah. all still what I would consider like left coded today in 2024. And that game is now what, 12 years old. Like it came out in 2012. So I mean, it's been 12 years since they've had another GTA title. It and it just tells game. you in the, yeah, it's pre gamer gate, but like in that 12 years, right? Like this like satirized LA culture kind of, like not much has changed, right? Like I hate to turn, like maybe I should add Paul Scalise's PFP to my list of um, visual images because it's just like stuck culture, and and that's just definitely the case now. It's like, well, everything's going to be worse, gayer, browner, like you know, even to a point where even like Gen X South Park, you know, Matt Parker and Trey Stone are making fun of it, making fun of uh, the head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. Like you know, it, everyone knows it's bad, and no one can escape from it. Not even they can because they're talking yeah. about it. No, but it's like there there were some I mean it was left coded of the sort of like 1990s Gen X Bill Hicks version of like left edgy Howard Stern listener where it was like a critique on American consumerism to where they would um they would like push it to its extreme like the yeah. cars in GTA 3 and 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 uh Vice City they called it my botsu monstrosity um the, oh yeah, that that and all that and all the the sexual jokes, right? Yeah, the video right. game was called the Degeneratron. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was clever. It was clever, but I think like in 2024, um, you can't you can't make yeah. that. Like, there's not going to be like a dilation center in GTA 6, right? Like, if you wanted to satirize the movement, right? You know, just be like, you know, some something about that kind of culture would be Planned gone, Parenthood. Right? drive-through window or something right like you know like drive drive through you know drive through sex change or something like that you know just like place stuff here and it gets cut or chopped off like you know it could be done <laughs> they'll never do it right for obvious yeah. reasons but i mean this is the this is the thing right this is that that period because like you had dr house md on television you had the the vulgar wave of television where things were edgy kind of like the what we would call like dirtbag left racism 
where yeah. it's just like you know dr house calls up foreman and says hey you need to break into the place because you're black and like please like let me see the patient's house they even make casual transphobia jokes and yeah right and even casual like you know jewish remarks and in, in those kind of television shows like that can't yeah. exist nowadays it's all gone it's all, it's all with, over they got away with they quite got away a bit with a lot. yeah um but i mean it was all left coded and so like where did that kind of humor the vulgar wave go to well it went towards i think what you would associate with like the dirtbag left or like chopper trap house and stuff like that so yeah um yeah you're here for the live show welcome you're not here for the vod um so hello at everyone. the end of the day house well. hated christians the most so that's why oh of course of course yeah i'm trying i'm trying to be uh you know more conscious of the uh interruptions i know oh you're good man you're good but but no but i i it was like today i yesterday i tweeted i don't know maybe i should delete it i get always but then it's got two thousand likes so that's good engagement farming right the one about the um the respectful memes you mm. see that one where no it's like, i didn't actually it, it's a every left hard has this like stupid lisa simpson meme where she's like on the board right and mm -hmm. it's about like uh, trans people don't owe you the passing and they don't have to pass. And it's like, and I said, I just said simply like words don't mean anything anymore. But I was also, but today I also long posted about this Ben Shapiro clip. I saw that. I actually wanted to talk about that today. There were two yeah. things to talk about. That was one of them. And then I don't know if you have read this or I, I was listening to it today because Skeptical Waves uploaded it. But it was David Foster Wallace's uh, commentary in the 90s about television and fiction. I was listening to, I was on the Rowan ride today. I was listening yeah. to some of it. Yeah. I mean, um, it was, I thought I don't it was have really... a TV because if I, if I had a TV, that's all I would watch. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I, I see at my friend's house, but I'm when I, something about television that I realized that I know you're. I know you're doing the bit, and sorry for interrupting. You but keep like, changing the channels. That's the problem because I always think there's something better on the other channel. And it's going. Yeah, no, I no, listen to ten the, minutes of the talk. But yeah. The thing that oh, I, I listened to about an hour of it because mm -hmm. I I had some time this morning. And what what killed me though was is that his commentary about there were like three things that really stuck out to me. One that people their understanding of the world is like brought down to these like tiny digestible bits. Yeah. about like commercials or jingles or catchphrases. And I was like, oh, we do the same thing on Twitter. Like there's a lot of this entire commentary piece, not the fictional part, because I haven't gotten into how the television relates to fiction and fiction writing, but his whole critique or his observations on like why we watch television, why we spend six hours a day watching TV as the average American, uh, watching these quote unquote average American homes or lifestyles, which they're clearly not the average ones, right? And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, like that could apply to Twitter, right? Like we now... <laughs> and he was talking about like the rise of meta commentary within television. Like now we have TV shows about making television shows. And this started very early with like the Dick Van Dyke show. And now you have, of course, um, after David Foster Wallace's death, you had things like 30 rock or episodes, yeah. right? Like we, we have this meta um, commentary about television and we have this sort of meta commentary about our own like digital ecology, right? Like if you don't know what I'm saying, when I refer to Achilles and a baby on the floor of a mattress without no mattress, um, you know, frame or anything like that, you don't know what I'm referring to. Right. But like Gio and I do, because we're on Twitter more often than we want to be to some extent. And like, it allows you to have this meta commentary about arcs and ideas and views and then the third thing yeah. that he mentions was just that, um, you know, this is becomes our understanding of the world around us. So, you know, and this is something that he, I'm sure, is clipping from Innis or someone else like that. But it was like really bizarre to listen to David Foster Wallace just talk about the rise of irony culture 
And he was just like, all that this is doing is generating irony. Like, I disagree with people like, um, uh, what's her name? Barbara Tuckett and, uh, um, oh God, what's his name off the top of my head? It's killing me now. Um, Samuel P. Huntington. And they're like, oh, he's like, oh, it's degenerate or whatever. And it's just like, no, 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 no. Like, what's worse is it's not not that it's degenerate. It's just degenerating our understanding of society because now we're only processing things through televised irony to where now the average American looks at the world as if they're on a television show. Like we even like, I mean, the most awful example of this, right. It's where people do the break the fourth wall, look to the camera type deal as if they're on the office or something, but now everyone's a performer. Everyone can be a performer. Everyone can now turn on, uh, you know, a camera, the microphone, and they're, they're used to it. We're no longer a society that is uncomfortable with performance. And you know, that sort of, I thought that was really interesting listening to this guy who ends up offing himself and had a really bad depressive episodes and things like that. But I mean, I thought he was like really on point and it's kind of funny because I don't, I haven't, I don't read a lot of his work. And so this is the first time I'm seriously like ingesting uh, a commentary or critique on fiction and television from David Foster Wallace of all people. And I thought like, damn, this is actually really <laughs> prescient. And I, and I said, I'm sure someone will roast me alive for saying that. But I was like, there's a lot of stuff in here, at least in the 50 minutes of what i was listening to on skeptical waves his channel about it that was really good and i thought that that was really interesting <laughs> well he describes the actor as being somewhat a heroic figure in that they have a feat of narcissism to perform uh everyday life but not being like you could tell a bad actor when they're stiff and they don't like a lot of indie films have this sort of stiffness because they're aware of the what he calls like, you know, the little black dot looking at you, but and he's, he goes writers, they come off as very weird and perverted because they have to sort of, um, they have to observe life and they become very, very uh, voyeuristic. Yeah. And it, it's something that my good friend who I always tend to bring up because I think he's a brilliant poster and filmmaker, my good friend, Sun wound on Twitter. He said, um, he said that, the problem with modern writing is that there's always an, not just that there's always an agenda, but there is a picture of the subject in modern writing that perfectly fits that agenda and that yeah. ideology. Whereas a writer of, of old, um, let me just take this long last drag. <laughs> a writer of old was effective because they're sort of open to life. They're sort of um, even Hulbeck talks about this when, a lot of writers will walk endlessly because they're sort of like they're, they become vessels and they're given to any particular thing. And so you can have a writer that can write something like a great history drama without actually knowing the experiences of your average Roman or your average, uh, you know, soldier in, in Genghis Khan's army uh, because they're open to experience in ways that aren't polluted by, what it's like being like a normal human being with anxieties and so forth. So it's almost very like a wabi-sabi type of like, there's rusticity to it, you know, as, as you could say in Zen where, you know, there's a simpleness to life. There's a simpleness to affect, but when you pollute that with a, a bunch of affects that don't really have anything to do with what is an effective depiction of life, then you get very stiff dialogue where like millennial writers will do this. Like the, it's funny because my mother. Well, that just this. happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, do you remember the show? Like, what's with Andy? Do you remember that show? Oh, yes, I'm thinking, like, Canadians. Yes. 
oh, okay, you do remember that one. It's like, you know, yeah, that that was like fourth wall breaking for a cartoon. Yeah. But, um, like, it's it's like, okay, you know Well, that... even Looney Tunes would get away with it, too, oh, back yeah, in the that's 40s. Right. But, I mean, even the more yeah. modern Cartoon Network stuff like that, too, would also do it. Like, everyone yeah. started breaking the fourth wall because everyone knew what you were watching was a television show. It stopped being any yeah. kind of performative aspect to it, which... Well, again right like that's the that's even how we view twitter right like it's the bit right you just yeah. keep doing the bit just that keep doing the bit said. i know that nobody understands it anymore but that's the bit right i love mm-hmm. that girl I, we gotta get her on the show i think the day the day we get the day the day we get an e-girl on the show is the day the show dies oh my god but um no it's like that uh millennial writing phenomenon that people were critiquing with this new um i don't know why my mother watches this the new uh what's that guy donald glover um mr mrs smith it's like the oh it's a tv show it's It's not a a movie it's not a movie it's a tv show now but it's like a black couple it's a donald glover no it's a black guy and an asian woman Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The most like, unlikely <laughs> pairing ever, right? And we just hit the diversity quota like right on the top of it. But I'm yeah. like, this used to be a movie with like Angelina Jolie and, and Brad, and Brad Pitt. Pitt, which yeah. was was schlock. But I mean, was that schlock, was you know? it was acceptable action schlock of a husband and wife team that happened to be you know yeah. contract killers for the other the, side. There was that moment where they tried to make Brad Pitt as like goofy, like in that one movie Red. Like well, they, wasn't he also yeah. in um burn after reading right yeah yeah like brad pitt being goofy was not it was not a good experiment in my opinion in the 2000s i don't know like i think he i think he has comic chops i just don't think yeah. he ever got a chance to when you have shit material right like yeah. you're not gonna have um you're not gonna work the best i mean that's just clear i don't know like i think brad pitt can be funny I, well I just, yeah but I, I think they should bring back like they should bring back Psycho Brad Pitt, like you know, in California. You ever watch California? No. Where he's a serial killer? No, I've. It was like I've, his first major role with. Uh, the David the only thing about you mean Californication? No, 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 no. California was a movie okay. before David Duchovny did. Um, I believe the later seasons of the X Files, and also before he did Californication. It's with a spell with a K. It's where Brad Pitt was this like was this like. Uh, trailer trap serial killer 1993 yeah it was brad pitt okay but i mean brad pitt wasn't on the later seasons you're thinking of robert patrick he was on the later seasons of the x-files because the company was was a movie california yeah i know i know but you're talking about the x-files um, oh no no brad pitt wasn't on the x-files he i mean david duchovny was a photographer in california where he's like yeah well i guess i'm gonna have to go watch this movie Um, well it's a great movie i think it's still on tubi it's still on tubi i think um oh it's my brother in christ just do piracy <laughs> i know yeah but no but it's like the that movie the the tv show uh mr and mrs smith where it's like um they're the how like some a viral tweet said it the best where yeah. um it's like a writer he's like i think it was actually carlos the noticing where, yeah where he says that that millennial writing phenomenon where the writer has an argument that they formulate in their head, like maybe when they're taking a shower over like what a couple's argument would be, mm-hmm. but they solve the argument. Like they're like, basically it's like Socratic dialogue. Yeah. But the result is that the dialogue comes off very like 
very uh, thin. Like there was this TikTok video. It's very, it's very stiff. Yeah, like there was this TikTok video of this show, um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover and with this woman, whatever, where like they're arguing about something and it's very much like um, it's about his masculinity or some shit. And it's very like it's needing, you know, it, it needs at you. Um, and it's like, ugh, like it's because instead of having a dialogue that comes off as very natural, like I can't like, like when you think of an argument between couples in movies, like think of uh last angle in Paris or, um, I'm trying to think of another great one. Like it comes off as organic and you can see how, even though it's dramatized, it's still there. Like I'm trying to think of, uh, there was a Charlton Heston movie like that where he's arguing with his wife. I forget. Um, oh, no, no, no. The dialogue in uh, Ben-Hur with his with his girlfriend or his wife or whatever, where he comes back. Mm-hmm. That was great. And his abandoned mansion. Oh, that's that with his sister. Amazing. No, it was with his sister. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah it's, it's with his sister. sister. Like, that was great, right? And even though it was dramatized because the older, like, pre-70s, 80s version of Hollywood, the acting was still very much theater-like. Yeah, it was right. very stage-like. I mean, Heston yeah. did also do stage work, too. Oh, I mean, this is what I... This is the same thing about maybe to apply it to other... The sh- the writing that you're talking about, like, where it needs you, like, it tells you, like, it kind of, like, works into... Well, Bojack you. Horseman was like that. Well, yeah, yeah, but but that's not <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like, the, the show, yeah. like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or whatever, or any other sort of a millennial, lot of millennial writing, writing yeah. period, what does it require you to do? It requires you as the audience to talk about it. So it requires, mm. one, for you to be meta about it, but two, yeah. the, the show is asking for you to discursively break it down and deconstruct. There's a whole genre of YouTubers, right? Where it's like, you know, screenwriting explained or like this show's themes explained. Like it requires you to like, as the audience member, listen to now a third party explain to you why the show is so deep, despite the fact that the the acting is stiff, the dialogue is dog shit. And it's the same way that a lot of video game developers, they're not thinking about like long-term longevity to some of their, their products. They're now thinking about like, can I get streamers to play this? Can I get millions of eyes through a streamer to play this game and to get people interested in it? And I mean, this is, I think that was a big part of why like Battle Royale was so popular, despite the fact the initial formula was still pretty good. And uh, I think that a lot of millennial writing and television these days kind of requires that. Like it requires mm-hmm. us to talk about it in a way where it's not, oh, who shot, you know, who, who shot JR? Like it's not Dallas anymore. It's not the 70s and 80s television anymore. It's like, oh, well, what did you think about this scene that is like clearly a social commentary about whatever progressive pet issue there is today? And I mean, other television shows in the past used to do this, Star Trek most famously so, right? Especially mm-hmm. the next generation. But like when Seth MacFarlane does it on his show the orville you look at it and you're like this is such a poor facsimile uh, uh, of what this of what star trek used to be but because modern trek is dog shit right like this is the closest thing you get to like an acceptable substitute but they'll talk about things like gender and like transitioning or being a man or a woman or other like weird stuff uh and it's done so ham-fistedly because i mean science fiction is always a way to be used as a platform to explore cultural social problems but it's so ham-fisted that you're just like i i'm going to get beat with a bat you know it's like the 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 cat in the hat meme where it's like right behind it with a baseball bat like i'm about to get whacked over the head with like progressive social moral issue of the day via the monster of the week that i'm just like who gives a shit anymore <laughs> 
That show's still going on? Uh, I think so. It did. Oh it had a long pause due to COVID, and then it had its third season. I don't know if it got renewed. I watched. I, I did watch it because I was like, why not? Um, I had nothing better to do at the time when it first came out. And I was like, well, this is better than Star Trek Discovery. And that's... And I get it. Or Picard. Go, go, Picard. Picard. I didn't watch it. Um, well, my my only my only understanding of Picard was watching uh, Red Letter Media's review of it, and it kind of reminded me of what was said on Night Owls yesterday. I I <laughs> all culture through right wing Twitter says Night Owls. Yeah. Well, Seth MacFarlane's like, wow, the master at like products that oh yeah like shows that they just run in the background, and it's like you don't even realize they're still going on. Like mm-hmm. Family Guy, Robot Chicken um is robot like, chicken still going on i think robot chicken's still going yeah but like family guy it's like why even make it anymore like what else is there like did like these shows like did people run them or do they get ai programs now to just like do do bits like uh, like it's like simpsons right who fucking cares like people yeah. do people remember like that that furry guy who um, tweeted that yesterday where it was just like, yeah. you remember this time between now and like 2014 and there's been hundreds, if not thousands of new episodes of the Simpsons that yeah. nobody's watching. Um, no, no but- I looked it, I looked it up. So according to one of the co-creators of the show, um, the series is still going. Uh, so robot mm-hmm. chicken is not dead yet, despite not having a season since 2022. Cause it Whoa. was dead for a long period of time before it came back for a little bit. Because, yeah. like, if you want to feel old, Robot Chicken got started making going to George W. Bush. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, one of the most famous skits is George W. Bush doing a midichlorian test and finding out he's a Jedi. Like, oh, that, my that, God. That was that the one. bit. Yeah, that um, was the bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, it's, it hasn't had an episode since April of 22. Oh, I my mean, God. But it, it's still going. Like, how yeah. can that still be going? I don't know the irreverent humor and making fun of like Gen X and millennial nostalgia over like Thundercats and Transformers. How, what what are you going to do that for today? Right? Like what major products can you make fun of? Well, it's like that. It's like the Simpsons, right? It's like that. I should bash him to her because his wrestling documentaries are all right. The video essays that I patch Wolf. What's his name? Apparently is a furry. Um, But he, Uh, gee, what gave that? (laughs) He had he had this video about like I, I didn't I watched a bit of it where he's like Simpsons is good again it's good again it's good again and it's like all it's like now they allow themselves to have a space where they're deep and it's like Homer's reflecting on his family and he's doing a musical where he's it's like this dramatic thing it's like For that meta stuff it was that clip that went viral where it's like Homer's doing this musical. And in there, it's like, it's, it's cra- like, just end it, end it, end it, get rid of it. It's over. It's over. Right. I mean, then they had the one, the one, okay. In the last 20 years, the last 15 years, the one good bit that they did was a couch gag when some animator that was like random animator came on and they did the Simpsons in the future where they become like, like singular celled amphibious beings like all the way, like thousands of years in the future, the Simpsons are still going. Uh, that was a good bit. That was a good couch gag. But um, no, I mean, what are they going to do? Why don't they? Why don't they just go down like the Family Guy route and just accelerate the shit liberty to where, like, uh, you know, Marge has had multiple abortions. Lisa's had multiple abortions. Uh, Bart is trans. Well, Bart became a male feminist in one of the recent ones to bang some. To the surprise of nobody, you know, <laughs> like well, even the, even their culture references. That's a very like 
2000s thing to become male feminist, like to become like Hugo Schweizer. Remember Hugo Schweizer before he got canceled, that professor that was a male feminist? Um, I feel like I'm back in 2013 watching Bernard Chapin and uh, Aaron Clary videos and Davis Serini videos mm. when I mentioned people like Hugo Schweizer. But um, just a little bit. Or Dave <laughs> Futrell. Where you like go after Dave Fuchel is apparently still in these like Antifa circles. This like fat pig. I mean, I'm a fat pig, but like you know, I mean, he's spiritually a fat pig. Um, where he like goes and harasses MRAs, like they're still a thing. And it's like, be, I'm a male feminist, and it's man, this I used to grow like I watched this stuff back in the day, you know. But this, uh. the Simpsons should just like accelerate it. The Simpsons should have like multiple trans characters, multiple um guest stars by like. Was AOC? I think AO, I think the squad was in The Simpsons. Yeah, it during, was like, chasing during, Trump during, around. During chasing Trump as if yeah, like, so, and it was just like what yeah. a perfect representation of like just like the shit lib sort of like id, where it's just like, well, we think that like you know it's all about white fragility. It's all about like where these people are so afraid of like the progressive like POC crowd. It's just like yeah. I don't think you understand at all what we're coming from. But again, that sort of like iron law of leftist projection, where it's actually it's like white liberals that. Are, have the more status anxiety of it this is why they're so like supplicatory and placating them and it's just like it, even like normie conservatives do this like i saw some tweet by some like guns rights activist or whatever oh, and she's God. like do all these like black women like you know with guns like fear you and it's just like why are you worshiping them like yeah, you don't need their approval here. you don't need to be seeking the constant approval of people that hate you or ha are indifferent to you i mean even if scott adams can <laughs> learn this like surely you can as well <laughs> I'm shocked that they, I mean, I could be wrong. Inform me in the chat. Did the Simpsons ever do an abortion episode? That's uh, what Google can tell us. They they alluded to it once or twice. Like the one in, in the classic Simpsons where he's like, abortions for some tiny, tiny plastic Miniature flags. Miniature American flags for another. Yeah, for others, yeah. yeah. But, um. No, they've always made fun of, uh, I mean, they've, they've poked fun at the, the issue, but I don't think they've yeah. done. Uh, a modern maybe episode? marge gets an abortion because she's technically of pregnancy age still in the simpsons universe so oh of course you know yeah i mean didn't lois no, get an abortion no, no one no one ever it? no one ever ages um yeah. oh, i'm sure they've done uh yeah, yeah i think lois fucked a black guy and then she had an abortion yeah i think that was i think that was well, a look at that family guy. yeah look at that who would have guessed yeah. well i mean it's not like you can't outlib Seth MacFarlane. I'm sorry, Matt Groening. I mean, Matt Groening isn't running anymore. But, uh, no. Well, Matt Groening, didn't he like get quasi-canceled for sexual harassment or something like oh, that? Oh, being on the flight logs. And, and then, of course, the flight logs came out, yeah. and people were doing all the like really shitty AI art of The Simpsons with like Matt Groening and with Jeffrey Epstein on the plane. Yeah. And uh yeah, what a what a what a shit show. I mean No but like um apparently they brought back Futurama. I haven't watched the new episodes, but you know, oh Leela and Fry are still together and Bender feels like he's the third wheel. This is my best friend was telling me this. Um Slayer did a song Mr. Anxiety. Slayer did a song about abortion. Yeah, of course Slayer did a song about abortion. You know who else did a pro-life song about abortion? Dying Fetus did a pro-life song. It's it called life From Womb to Waste. Look it's at that. Did, has anyone watched the new Futuramas? Are they good, chat? Yeah, chat. They... Tell us if you oh, know you're so watching. I need to slop. know. I love Futurama. We need our slop report now. I love we my Gorbis. We should, we, we should we should make that like a section on the show. We just like have a little like sound clip or whatever, like the slop report. 
and then we can yeah, just talk yeah. about like yeah. shitty TV yeah. for an hour. It'd be the great. Slop report. <laughs> slop report. And then like we just talk about like television for like 30 minutes or whatever. That's like, you know, that's like uh war report has minutiae in it. Um yeah. the slop. I'm trying to think like what's another report? Like, of course, didn't didn't uh didn't uh Holly Himmler used to do the Normie report or whatever back in the day? Um, I don't know what RFH is up to these days. That wasn't something I was tuned into, you know, nearly 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah, me neither, but people d- dug, dug up the old episodes. They dug the, deep. They dug the deep. Report. You know, and then they there used to be a certain forum that I will not mention because I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't a member. I would just lurk, but uh, I, mm. I'm not going to, rem- I'm not going to mention, but they used to have this section called, um, I always thought it was funny because like, okay, the reason I find it funny it's because I could just imagine these like sort of detached wignats like that have no contact to normie world. It was called the section was called news from the modern world. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was like, yeah, I could just imagine these like crazy wignats that are like detached from reality. And they're like, you know, it's like, what are the, what are the normies doing? What are norm scum doing? It's like, that's mm. the normie. We should have that. The slop report. Yeah. The daily slop. <laughs> 60, 60 seconds of slop. And we just get like, yeah, uh, we just talk about like a one shitty clip of television for a minute or two. You know, yeah. like it won't ever be 60 seconds. Cause the show is always like three hours long, but like, well, it's like the minutia minute. It's never a minute or it's like, never a minute. Yeah. I'm just going to take a, few minutes to talk i'm just gonna take a few minutes uh 40 minutes to do the whole history of russia in 40 minutes that was impressive and and here we go by the way here's your box of bananas we're gonna be here for a while (laughs) i don't know i like the monkey putin meme yeah i I find it funny um and then i mean like i I don't know if it has any origins in russia because again i'm not russian i don't know but like i've always found that to be a strange american affectation where like we always label our political opponents as monkeys. I mean, that took a real hard stop after Obama got elected. But I mean, like George W. Bush was always depicted as a chimpanzee. It was, yeah, that it was, was the in the funniest uh, the, the cold the play song. Yeah, there. there um, was, I mean, there was that one comic. Remember from with Obama? Mm-hmm. Oh the yeah, there was. Shot? Yeah, like, who's going to center spending bill? <laughs> that was bad. That was by bad i mean good um who's gonna sign her spending bill now remember that one yeah that was no but uh, didn't sargon used to do um well you always do this this weekend stupid there you go yeah there you go um but like uh it was funny too because like at that same time there was um what was it like chic louch johnny and the gorilla and it was like this rap album from the like mid-2000s but it was like unironically the most racist thing ever because it was just like uh, but I mean, it was the black guy himself doing it, or perhaps his uh, quote unquote manager. It was like him cut in half, and like his face was like the rapper's face, and the other half was a gorilla. And you're just like, <laughs> how did this fly in in today's world? But obviously, it doesn't matter if it flies in today's world because yeah. you know it's how dare you not let him speak his truth, right? And um, but oh that's that's God. the case of how it goes. This is the show about nothing, but also about everything. Yeah, this is the there... Digital Archipelago, episode seventy eight. My favorite meme was uh, my friend Columba, Columbia. He posted um, Monkey Poodler. He said, uh, you know, and Ivan the Wise, he also liked banana. You see, Tucker? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you see, Tucker? 
You like Banana uh. too. Um, do we want to talk about that, or do we want to talk about what was the other topic we wanted to talk about? Oh, the Ben Shapiro clip. But did you want to talk about the uh, Monkey Pootler interview, or is like is the moment passed? I don't know. I, don't... I had a huge rant about it where I destroyed Richard Hanania in my rant, but um. No, I mean, did you want to talk about it? The uh, the only thing that really stuck out to me as of late was actually Tucker doing the whole Boris Yeltsin let's go into a supermarket deal. Because oh, I'm like, man. this is the inverse version of Yeltsin coming to America and being surprised by... That was great. <laughs> um, you know, the, the things are quote-unquote cheap, safe, and affordable, and he's like showing off. that. I'm like, clearly this is a nice, well-done uh, propaganda blitz. Like... It's to me it was so on the nose. That I was like, picture yeah. of Yeltsin. <laughs> I'm like, you're just doing Yeltsin, Tucker. Like, come the fuck on, <laughs> you know. Oh, like, I, I, just, I was a little not shocked, but I was like, well, you know that, that. I'm like, we're doing the reverse, inverse Yeltsin. Okay. Um, and then of course it I was a to, bit much for Tucker. Tucker. It I mean, was as a Vatnik myself. No, was, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was over. A bit much. It was. It was really on yeah. the nose. It was a little over the top. I was like, okay, Tucker. Like, if you're getting paid by somebody, or if you're just doing this to make a point. Subtlety, honey. Well, he, did, more, he did the same with Orban, where he would like go around the city and he would see the good architecture. Yeah, yeah. And what well, I mean, like, who is um? Oh God, what's his name? Owen something. He he's the sort of uncancelable comedian at this point. He recently dropped the N word on stage, um, because you know he's talking about like truthers or whatever. And then he's just like, hey, they brought the cashiers back because apparently the Truth New World thing. Order, the New World Order can't stand. And then he drops the N bomb, and it genuinely made me laugh. But I'm just like. This comedy, I mean, it's funny for what the bit he's doing, but it, it misses out on the entire point as oh to why the God, cashier's Owen Benjamin? Back. Yes, Owen Benjamin. Like, he did that, and I was like, that was pretty oh, no. funny. I actually laughed, but I'm like, the dude's a total nut job. Yeah. But, like, I laughed at you that better joke. not say his name in case I'll Oh, I know, I know. It, it, it's, um, too, but... it's over now. It's, the name has been invoked. But, like, I, I laughed, but I was like, this totally misses the point about, like, why yeah. the cashiers are there or why Law and Order is reckless. The New World Order, whatever you want to call it, actually has that put in place because it's Carl Danarcho tyranny, but, like, whatever. Um, but now Tucker's just showing off, like, hey, this is what the world is like when it's, like, a predominantly homogenous, like, high trust society. And it's just like, but we're also going to do the Yeltsin bit. And it's just like, see, America, like, it's pretty nice when, you know, you don't have this, like, obvious problem of... Um, you know, anar racial anarcho tyranny running your country, and it's just a disaster. Yeah. But it, like, I my only thought was is just like, this is people who know their history to any degree, like with any historical memory, um, are gonna know exactly what that's in reference to, and they're gonna know um, real fast. Yeah. And I, I I thought that was particularly interesting because like I got a random comment from a very old Substack post, and it came from Thomas seven seven seven, and kind of threw Whoa. me off. Because I was like, I, he and I, I read his work, he reads mine, but like we almost never interact with one another. I like what he's done. I recommend that people read his stuff on Pete Quinones. But like, um, it was in that essay where I just reviewed like 2023. And I'm just going to read the comment because I think you would find this particularly interesting. I'm not going to do a Chicago accent or whatever. I'm just going to read it. Um, he says, history is quite literally not occurring anymore as a shared psychological experience. It's something that began in the first years of the 21st century. It's not just perception kind of a subliminal fulfillment of Clintonian end-of-history nonsense. It is a real thing. People under 40 or so don't re realize slash remember that the, the decades were apocal. They were partly organic and spontaneous, part um, partly deliberate shifting of proverbial tides. 
optics would change dramatically. You can look at a photo of 1975 or 85 or 95 and place the decade by what people are wearing. Women's hairstyles, automakes, models, etc., music taste, all that. Now, other than smartphones, a snapshot I took today could be 2005 or 2012 or 2020. There's an odd lack of real momentum to anything. This is mm. the one reason why the COVID nonsense was pitifully moronic. Insurgency agitprop. Yes, there were ideological motives that are paramount, but there's also the fact that the regime is not only 35 years obsolescent, it ceased to have any reason to tear after um, Schicklestag 1989, but it's existential, at least in regards to perception, quagmire present therein, a post-Westphalian state that claims its moral mandate derives from presiding over and facilitating historical progress cannot exist without temporal and epochal pole stars. 2023 was a non-year in the American conceptual horizon because every year since 1989 is, even 2001. Yeah. No one remembers the year 2001. They just vaguely recalled 9-11. And that was the yeah. end of the comment. I was like, damn. I was like, that's, that's crazy. I, just, I just told them thank you for the comment because that never really happens for he and I interact this way. But like, I thought that was true. Like, perceptually, 100%. there's a weird, weird fugue state. Like, it was even made fun of by fucking Robin Williams in 2009 when Obama got elected. He had this whole bit where he's like, imagine if you took a drug called fuck it all, right? And like you just stopped memorizing, like remembering things and you woke up and he's like, where's Clinton? Oh, we impeached him over a blowjob. Well, who took over? Bush. He won re-election. No, we, we elected his son, not Jeb, the one that sold Sammy Sosa. Then what happened? Well, we got attacked, well, by the Taliban. So what did we do? Well, we went to Iraq and Afghanistan. We didn't go after bin Laden. Uh, hmm. And it's just like, now there's a black guy in office named Barack Hussein Obama. And he's like, well, you got to be shitting me. That was the whole- Which is really crazy when you think about it back. Oh, but, yeah. You know, the war on terror, elect a guy with Hussein in his middle name. That's like very- yeah, yeah. Q we, was we, really we, we hated, we, we, hated we hated Bush and we hated John McCain that much that like, but I mean it was also like the perfect yeah. moment of like the Rainbow Coalition or the Obama Coalition where it's just like no like we're just going to ensure that like you know white America does not ever really get a say again politically because that mm -hmm. was like the that was the feeling of the 2012 election that yeah. like white conservative Republican voting America was dead it was yeah over. McCain was was cooked yeah it was yeah like weird. i mean yeah. and, and so with the defeat of romney and paul ryan like the, the the obama was like i have a mandate to just like screw this country over and no one can stop me um and Dude, i mean like, i don't even remember the romney campaign no it's like does. it was so unmemorable i mean first of all romney's such a fucking loser piece of shit but that's besides the point um you know i don't remember his camp because you know why it was like the demure, like white man just yeah because he, he didn't have any balls on him. Like, that no. was, like... I mean, the, the thing that got him in trouble was the, the, like, you know, half this country doesn't pay taxes. And, like, unfortunately, they get the right to vote. Which is, like, unironically He's based. correct. He's correct. But, you like, know. you know, that got him in trouble. Everyone was making fun of him for the binders full of women thing. Like, oh, he was like, God, yeah. But what, and, again, what's the original statement? Oh, no, I have plenty of women that I plan to have in my administration if elected. And they were like, oh, he's got binders full of women. What a pervert. People were making or, magic underpants jokes as well. That was another uh, thing. Oh, yeah, because, of course, he's he's uh, part of Mormon. The, the Mormon church. Um, despite, you know, and he's not from Salt Lake City originally. He's from fucking New England. And, you know, he's, mm -hmm. you know, he used to be a big part of like mergers and acquisitions. That's where the money got made. But like, he was a corporate garbage disposal. Yeah, he, he was. He was. He was a corporate companies and he just destroyed them. From he was a corporate, he was a, he was a corporate hatchet man. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
it was just like, I mean, and this was Paul Ryan is the VP candidate. Like we're going to try and win Wisconsin. Oh, that was brutal. That and was we're part of, we're brutal. part of the, the, the young guns, right. Of like, you know, McCarthy, Eric Cantor and, and Paul McCarthy, uh, um, Paul Ryan. And like, they're all gone now. Like, yeah. None of them are in Congress. Thank God. Rip Bozo, like press S to spit. But um, he was having the, he was doing the bicep curls in that one ad. Yeah. The, the, the bicep yeah. curls or the, the hundreds like the, how many, tens of thousands of dollars were spent on consultants so Mitt Romney can look good in quote-unquote mom jeans, you know? Like, yeah, it was a disaster. All played out before us. And, like, everyone Did- thought the GOP was dead. And then, like, yeah. actually, no, things got progressively worse because come 2014, right? Like, the last half of the Obama administration... Um, oh, you, you, that's you, when you, the real culture war started. Right? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it always, yeah. it never ended. But I mean, like, it, it cranks up because, like, you have ISIS in the Middle East. You have all the, like, the, the JCPOA, the Iran nuclear deal. So all these, like, hot-button Republican issues that, like, really start propping up. Oh, then abortion um, came about. Then ab- abortion came about. Well, abortion never Obergefell. Really left. Obergefell happened in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Barack Obama, towards the end of his campaign, was like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to make community college free. Like, right. we're just going to do everything. So, I mean, like, DACA, ICE, like, no. The Dreamers. Way. Yeah. The Dreamers. I mean, I, I cannot state enough of any presidency in the last 40 years. So, from Reagan to today, one of those presidencies has been one of the most fundamentally transformative aspects of the country. And I don't think any conservative or any right winger has done an appropriate post-presidential report on the legacy of Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah. Because the damage that that president has done is equivalent to FDR. Um, (laughs) And I I don't know what else to say because I, that we have, no one's done it yet and it needs to be done. Yeah. No, I mean, if you, um, like, well, then Gamergate, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Ground Zero yeah. on the internet. They're still talking about, they still have a fucking viral tweet the other day about Gamergate. Yeah, I, I saw I that. I did a YouTube short about it. We'll um, never, we'll, we'll never escape it. Because, never escape, yeah, it was Ground cause Zero. Because some, someone, because I think someone, some li- liberal account or some, like, furry Antifa account or whatever was just like, wow, like this woman really did like, you know, kickstart like the Nazis on the internet. It was just a picture yeah. of Anita Sarkeesian next to a bunch of video games. And it's just that like- she didn't play. That she never played. And like, this is the thing that kills me about like this infectious desire of the left to infect all things and to molest everything like kink at pride or whatever. It's just like, you had the perfect like outlet for like young white men to like blow their time money and energy into which was video games i'm not like completely anti-video games and i I say this to someone who games regularly but it's just like and then you had to you you cocked that up and then you realized oh well you know what else is bad besides video games you know what else like women and other groups of people are ruining and it's like everything else and so Mm -hmm. i mean yeah gamergate is still like the progenitor for a lot of online political stuff because back then it used to be like some obscure bloggers and some video people that would talk about things i mean this is still when it was google hangouts and not youtube live streaming and so it's just yeah like you can't you can't you can't escape the last 10 years you just can't. a lot of people that's you know a lot of people that said that that was my political awakening i wouldn't have been a fascist if it wasn't for uh <laughs> Nina yeah it was charles who did the tweet from that no it was some responding to charles who was a black antifa um pick crew Which charles charles not charles carroll charles from uh that few one well he was okay before he was in that few one no gf he was a poster 
One of check, the check, check. Okay. He wasn't like an original frog though. He was adjacent to the frogs, but like you know his uh, his his uh, brother Viddy. Oh, sorry, I should say his sister Viddy now. Um, oh God. Had this big freak out on Twitter. Um, a, a, about like uh, um, this is deep old Trun lore. Uh, about like how oh the FBI uh is you know oh I cultivated this right wing audience, but the FBI is uh you know visited me and oh by the way i'm also transitioning now and uh, i remember Campbot doing damage control over it and um yeah so that was uh that's this was back in the day but you know i believe charles is still around did, did that post about gamergate but uh anyways um no what i was going to say is the about the thomas tweet sorry tweet the thomas reply is that you know 2023 uh, it was a non-year, even though things happened. 2020, like basically the whole Covidian year. But even before that, it was like this this sort of like non-place because the world had become a global non-place. I did yeah. this, I, I did this like online lecture thing where I talked about it. Uh, I talked about the paintings of Justin Mortimer, where you have um these men in these um well, what was Ebola biohazard suits? But they were in like a dining room. Oh, that was room another where, thing too during yeah. the Obama years was the whole question of whether or not Ebola would like destroy yeah, America. Yeah, become a mass plague. Yeah. No, but the reason those images, if you look up the paintings of Justin Mortimer, the reason they're so powerful is because you have something that is very public. You have health administration. You have biohazard. And that's really, and I had this, you know, I always go back to it during the beginning of the clown Vidian era. I had yeah. this thread called the pandemic aesthetic. Where the yes. reason it's so scary is because if you look at any movement, any movie of a pandemic, whether it be 28 Days Later, where uh, if you look at the cutscenes of 28 Days Later, where they're going throughout London, where, for example, they're taking a trolley uh, cart and they're, they're turning it in like a, a, a public bus and they're turning it into a mobile health unit or they're yeah. taking like, um, do you know that film with uh, it's with Dustin Hoffman? And uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., I think it's called Virus, or yes, something like that. yeah, and isn't that the one where it's just basically like, oh, indigenous knowledge saves the day over, stupid yeah, yeah, white yeah, it was medicine. that one, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There was also a Steven Seagal one about a, a potential pandemic, but the reason they're so scary is because you have an invasion of private spaces that, by necessity, because of a, a, a biosecurity threat, become public. So yeah. Justin Mortimer's paintings, you have like these Ebola workers that are in a living room of some council flat or whatever, or a backyard pool. And so that's like a, a juxtaposition of something very private and very public. So the pandemic era was like this. It was, it was like you were constantly reminded of a public reality in very private spaces. And mm -hmm. you were distanced from people, but yet even your own living room took on this ambiance of being public because you had to follow the guidelines if i have lockdowns and and so you know thomas's point is that it's like what nightmare vision said last night if you take somebody that was uh if if you took someone in 1930 and you put them to sleep till 2000 till uh till 1950 then they would be like, okay, yeah, things happen, but whatever. If you were to put someone to sleep, like Rip Van, like, a, was that Rip Van yeah. Winkle? The old man? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to Rip Van Winkle somebody in 1950, 
and then you were to awaken them in 1970, they would be like, what happened? A bomb went off? Like there was a nuclear war? Like it's like society would have fundamentally changed. Now, equally to Thomas's point, if yeah. you were to take somebody and, and you were to rip Van Winkle them and put them in cryogenics in 19, say 1999, and they were listening to Limp Biscuit, right? Or whatever. And you wake them up in say uh, 2009. Not, not a lot, right? Not a lot have changed. Yeah. But if you were to cryogenic somebody in 2009 or let's say 2003 and you were to awaken them in 2015 Mm -hmm. it would be that dramatic i feel it would be the late obama years would be like the comparison between 1930 and 1950 not a lot happens but 1960 to 1970 1950 1970 like the world changed yeah now if you were to take someone in 2001 wake them up in 2015 i mean they would be like what the fuck happened what <laughs> yeah yeah you tell me we voted happened? for a black guy twice yeah like the the cities are being destroyed my economic future's done uh this like new language of the strange things that are happening um the other all that jazz. yeah yeah like smartphones right no but see even the beginning of the smartphone in 2007, 2009 to 2015. I mean, that's an incredible transition. That's like, and, and the thing is though, like to Thomas's point, the end of history is not that things stop happening. It's just that within everybody is enclosed a private history. Yeah. Uh, what Slaughter Day calls the age of foam, a private yeah, there's technology. No, there, right? There's no, um, yeah. there's no public consciousness anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. the same thing with like television too. Like, why is the TV show Mash like the most watched television finale of all time? Well, because that was that was really your only option, right? That's and right. I mean, nowadays everything's got a million different subscription services, streaming, etc. Like, you know, I don't care that like American Horror Story has like a you know 12, 20, 50 million fans. I don't watch that shit. So there's no public consciousness about what it was. And this is why like the last great television show that sort of had like a grasp of this was maybe game of Thrones. And even then, like if you weren't an HBO guy, like you just yeah. never watched that shit. I wasted my time watching that with my folks. I hated it. I, yeah. I, I never did. And then like, um, at the time my girlfriend was like, well, why don't you go like watch like towards the end of the series? And like, that's when everything went to shit and they were all complaining. And I was like, well, cool. Sounds like I didn't miss out on anything. Despite the fact that the first four seasons are allegedly good. I'll never watch them. Like my, my hot never... take was, a, yeah, my hot take was a kingdom went like you went from kingdoms to a childless managerial state. That's yeah, basically, yeah. You know, kingdoms and and dynasties and and you know, like the the preservation of family and people to um, a bunch of like eunuchs arguing over who should be the king and maybe literal we'll eunuchs, yeah, and literal eunuchs, and we'll vote the cripple in, right? Like yeah. we'll, we'll suggest democracy because one is a lesbian, one is castrated. The little guy, he's not gonna have kids. Cersei is gone. Lannister's got like all of like it's they're all like, gone. Childless managerial state runs king, former kingdoms. That's yeah. what. Um, and and who knows, R. R. Martin, if he ever gets around to writing the last bit of it, who cares, right? Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like, that's, that's, the, he'll die of a heart attack before that book ever gets fucking finished. <laughs> Maybe. And, and like, someone will try to take up the task of finishing it and it'll be even worse, but like, yeah. either here or there. But I mean, like, I, Thomas's point is true. Like, I mean, like, you wake up someone from 
1991 to 2001. Yeah, the tech has changed, but like there's a Bush in the White House. You're still arguing over what to do in the Middle East. And like the economy is like kind of okay. Like, yeah, okay, fine. Right. Like that's not a bad, not a bad comparison for a 10 year time period. But I mean, like, yeah, you wake up someone from 2008 and you put them in like 2018. Oh boy. Oh, the world. It's like a bomb exploded. Yeah. Well, you know, they'd be like, yeah, it, it would be like the, the, the fucking, um, 11, 22 or 23, 69 or 63 type mo- movie book thing with Stephen King. Like, Oh, if I go back in time and I saw this one thing, like, and then like he goes back to the present age, like we had a nuclear war, actually Kennedy needed to die. And it's just like, okay, good to know. Um, a little terrifying. Right. And, but like you bring someone to the present age from even like 2010. Right. Yeah. Like, oh man, I just got done playing Halo Reach. Like, I'm going to go to college now. Everything's going to be great. And then it's just like, oh. I was listening to Breaking Benjamin. Oh, I was listening to Breaking Benjamin. Like, life was good, right? Like, And then you're like, no. No, it's no. not. No, no. It's no. Not. Everyone's into their own separate niche fandoms and ideologies. And now everyone's more atomized than ever. And good luck being able to relate to anyone because everyone's idea of space has also changed. Like I, I, I gave this hot take back when like also the coup had started where I said, like, I don't think you're going to like, I mean, yes, this is con- my controversial hot take, but like the problem with working from home for a lot of people was, is that like your personal space has now been irrevocably violated because now yeah. working from home or having your boss have your cell phone number means at any point in time, while you're off the clock, you can be called in to do things. And like, Unless you're, and I mean, if you're salary, that does come with some connotations that maybe you should be called upon it or whatever. But like, if you're hourly or whatever, like you have set hours, like I don't want at any point in time me doing my like Substack writing or whatever and like my boss to ping me. And it's just like, I'm not on the clock, good sir. You can, I will respond to that business hours opening tomorrow. Like, I don't want to deal with your shit right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know that that's, that's sort of my hot take that hasn't ever really gone it's never left me, but like, you know, once there's that violation of personal and workspace, you're there. And now for everybody, that's the case, right? Like, and now we're seeing the great firings with all the tech sector, all those make work, nothing jobs where all the women would do like the life in the day of like a, a Facebook project manager. And it's like, you oh, love the TikTok voice. Yeah. With the TikTok TTS or whatever. And it's just like, this is my life as a day as a project manager. I woke up and went to Javier's blah, blah, blah. And I got this, uh, you know, it's like, and I got this overly pricey something. coffee or whatever, yeah. you know, like that's, that's, that's how it is. We and have a juice bar and an egg bar at work. And that's really great. I found an office space that's really cool. I did a little bit of work. Then my friends went to lunch. We went to La Hacienda's downtown. It's really great. And I got this plot. We got the starter platter. Then I went back ever, to work. Did you ever see that documentary, Money for Nothing? I think I, yeah, I think I've seen About it like the Federal yeah. Reserve and like quantitative yeah. easing. And he's just like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, near zero interest rates means like they can grow and, yeah. um, you know, if you raise rates, like none of the stuff. We need like, another financial collapse. I feel that's probably. We're so, gonna... but we're so close to one, Geo. Like, aren't you excited? <laughs> As a millennial, we get no, to experience. It don't happen anymore. <laughs> but aren't you excited that like we're going to experience the big sad 2.0 again? Like we oh, already had boy. one big sad in 2008. We can have another. Now you zoomers can't escape. <laughs> two big sads in a row. Like I mean, like, and there are articles that are like, "This might be the last chance that millennials can ever get generational wealth." And it's like, in what fucking world, you know? Yeah, like, world. Yeah. yeah, what world are you talking about where that's going to happen? Because, like, let's face it, it's just not going to be the case. My, my I think idea. 
Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, the last thing I was going to say was like, I think the reason why you say like there's not going to be another one is because we're just never going to report it. Yeah. Like, we're, we're all going to feel like shit. And we already do. Like all the reports and studies and polls will just tell you like, yeah, people are more unhappy, depressed and suicidal than ever. And like they don't see a future economically for them. And but we just don't report it like there is a huge shipping crisis right now that is still ongoing in, in, in you know, in, in, the, in the Red Sea and the Suez and the Gulf of Aden. The Panama Canal, last I checked, was still dealing with like a drought system where it had limited ship access to go through. The supply chain crisis has been like busted for decades. And Palestine's was... still getting redacted? Yeah, of course. Um, oh, like that hasn't ended. And then like all of a sudden, um, uh, you know, COVID totally destroyed like anything that's made for convenience is not anti-fragile. And we learned that with our supply chain crisis. Um, we also, you know, have like the immigration problem. Canada is just as bad, right? With the housing market, the housing market here in the U S is equally terrible. And so, but like, no one just reports on it. Everyone just feels like garbage. And, um, you know, I'm just waiting for some state in the union, like Colorado or Vermont to legalize their own version of made. And then like, yeah, it'll just, we'll just, we'll just kick. Oregon the already has it. Well, there you go. Well, Oregon, yeah. yeah, Oregon, I guess has an equivalent, which I didn't know about, but like, there you go. Right. Like, just hop in the suicide booth brought to you by Amazon. Like it will make that Futurama bit real. You need like a state that actually matters like New York to do it. You know what I mean? Like you need like, okay, Oregon maybe matters a little bit, but compared to New York, come on get out of here. Right. Like you need California, New York to normalize a maid program. Um, so I think like the, uh, eight, the eighth street maids, you know, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll give it some cringy or gayer name than made, you know, like it, that'll just yeah. be the case. Well, like there, like, it's like how like some people like politicians, I think who was it? Like, was it some geopolitical hack or was it some actual politician that said like, why Republicans uh, like, do they not want jobs of like, why are Republicans against like arming the Ukrainians? Do they not want jobs of like building HIMARS in Alabama? Like, first of all, they're not, those jobs ain't going to go to Alabama. You're not going to be able to retool them in time because uh, you know what I mean? For a decisive Russian W before yeah. that happens. Uh, because what Ukrainians are going to, what Ukrainian men are going to be left to operate those HIMARS systems or to, you know, throw stinger missiles at the, uh, well, the, ar the, ar the argument they'll just make to you is, is that like, we still need to, we need to re replenish our strategic stock of uh, ammunition yeah. anyway. So like, why not do it? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, I'm oh sorry. all the dead. Poland. They don't Poland care about the go fight Russia. <laughs> like, I, I hate to sound like Colonel McGregor here, but like, you know, there's clearly an ethnic animus to this where they just want all yeah. these like Slavs dead, the canonical church persecuted and to like, yep. let the place be rebuilt by whoever takes over next. Like, exactly. I mean, let's, Let's not kid ourselves here. Like none of these lives matter nope. to the, the political calculus. Remember what Nancy Pelosi said? Not a single American died. First of all, that's bullshit. Plenty of Americans have died in Ukraine. But second of all, okay, maybe not a single American American troop has died, quote unquote, right? But uh oh, but then who's dying? Oh, that's right. Slavic people are dying. But who cares, right? They're just they're backward. Fuck them, right? They're well, backwards, and they're in the real politic of things. Like they're not yeah. really white people, like you and me. Wink, wink. Like Democrat well, libtards, right? They're not really like us, right? It's well, that's I mean, what e even say, you know, even like, be yeah, even besides that, though, Geo. I yeah. mean, like if I were a war hawk in the sense of like if I were yeah. Dan Crenshaw, right? Like I would just 
like the argument he makes about like Americans not getting killed here. <laughs> you know, they're just like, listen, man, like more Slavs have died than American advisors have died. Like terms yeah. are bang for my buck. This is a great deal. And like great deal. Strategically speaking, he's absolutely right. Oh, That's yeah. the unfortunate part. Um, the question is just like if you have any moral qualms or quandaries about, hey, why the hell have I spent billions of dollars just to like totally destroy a country where more of the people I'm giving arms and money to have died than the other one? Huh. You know, well, I call some, it the Victor raises Boot. some calculation questions. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, if, if like the, the far right racists were to get power, um, you could call it the Victor Boot strategy of, uh, you know, where you just give guns to every 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 Dick and Harry in Africa and Asia and the Middle East, and just they'll you know assert themselves. Like, there are people in the American government that actually did think about that. We're like, let's just give arms to everybody. And, you know, we'll still sort it out. Don't worry about it. Um, like, there are people that genuinely think about that. <laughs> if we <laughs> all just turn into Nick Cage from that arms dealer movie, you know, like, we'd be fine. Yeah, Victor Boot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we were all Victor yeah. Boot, we'd be fine. Because it's like, it was the whole, like, the the real, the real, vi the real villain of that movie is, 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 is Jared Leto's character. Like, you can't That's have right. a heart. He's you a can't tard, be, yeah. you can't be a, you can't be a bleeding heart libtard you know you just have to be a machiavellian like cold you know stone cold incel and just yeah. like sell arms to african tribes and like you know what the problem leave. is he even said in the film he's like you know what the problem is those people are going to kill each other anyways and yeah. so might as well be my hardware killing them might as well be me sky. making money and supplying them to do it you know and I was the just american like, government supplies more in a weak than i can push in a year yeah so i'm not i'm not evil it's the big bad government i'm just i'm just i'm just saying screw you i got mine that was the best that was the best ending ever where he's like oh yeah he's like listen look at the paper he goes you're gonna get a you're gonna get a call from your oh, boss you're gonna get like some commendation you're gonna get a pat like, on the back and i'm gonna be let go because your government like, oh, you know needs why? me because i give arms to these people that are at war with those people that the American <laughs> government doesn't like. And so <laughs> that was great. That's exactly how it works too. That's hundred yeah. percent how it works. Um, it's like, you know, practical, practical third world, you know? Um, yeah. No, but that's what it, okay. It's terrible though. I mean, you have to find a solution to um, the various like pressures of population that leads into mass migration without like you know cartoonishly evil like we've said this before in the show right like i mean i know it's funny all the memes whatever that three-letter word but yeah at the end of the day i mean if you can find a way without like mass death and suffering and slaughter but a way to where there can be incentives for the best and bright and the, see this is the problem with hanania people like that right i know i should mention because he's honestly not worthy of our consideration but People like Kanania that talk about smart immigration, if you can incentivize people like the best and brightest to stay in their own countries, to help economic development to where they won't have to come to the West en masse, and maybe their populations will stabilize over time, which they will inevitably. I do believe that the, there, there will be a population shelf where the world population, I think they say, will get to 11 million. Then it'll like dramatically decrease over a few decades. I mean, that's yeah. the reality, right? And so, sure. and so, yeah, like people like Paul Ehrlich, like those globalists, they're like, you know, but at the same time, like BAP is correct. Like the Alex Jones of the world that's talk about like the mass depopulation agenda. Like that's not 
exactly accurate because why would they be giving foreign aid left and right to people to basically just breed more people that can't sustain their own populations? So people like Hanania and, and other people of the sort of like HBD NRX types, mm-hmm. not, the, not the Twitter account. I mean, people that are into the HBD stuff, yeah, but, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. but aren't exactly on the right. They still believe in migration just of the best and brightest people, right? People like, like, okay. I said this in my rant and I'm going to paywall the, the paywall version uh, next week's episode of content minded. What is the practical difference between Peter Zihon and Richard Hanania? Not a lot besides a little casual racism. That's about it. Right. Well, and, and, the, still, and the homosexuality and connection and the homosexual- intelligence agencies. Wait, Peter Zihon's gay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe my gator is a little bit off. Um, but Hanani is at least I've been told he's gay. I should say I should I should I should clarify that because you never know when some uh libtard YouTube video essayist is gonna say, Well, you know, you should be sued for defamation because you made (laughs) claims that weren't true. And it's like, how about you just go seek Canadian healthcare? I'm Um, sorry, H Norwood guy, that I didn't I'm sorry, never knows best, but like go fuck yourself. Isn't Hanani married to an Asian woman or something like that? Or is he is Hanani married? I love honestly. He's married, he's got a wife. I fucking died. I laughed so hard when he did the whole like I used to be Richard Host. I used to be like a loser incel with right wing (laughs) politics. And then I I got Radicalized. Yeah, yeah. I got my PP touched, and all of a sudden I'm a libtard. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, this is your argument that you're not Richard Host, like the infamous countercurrents white yeah. supremacist, is that you had your dick touched by a woman. <laughs> like it killed oh my me. God. It killed me. No, uh. but my my point being is that there's scarce difference between them because here's the problem: is that if you take the best people and they have no fuck, like listen. Even living in like a, a, a tiny apartment slum on the edge of Chirana, yeah, is better than living a slum in Punjab. Uh, there's no incentive for those people to go back and better their own countries, right? We know this, right? And so that's the problem with this economic brain drain of like we're gonna have the correct migration that they could benefit us. That's even more evil than just bringing in like a bunch of third worlders that are illiterate that are you yeah. know going to fuck things up right because when you take those resources, those human capital people away, then they have no incentives to just like you know improve their own country to stay there to you know to bring these people up to a level to where they won't have to be incentivized to be brought into the western world on mass um and and so that's you know and so people don't think of this through and another thing too is that not only are you bringing in a foreign managerial class that is going to totally because of you know their uh, various ethnic considerations are told and you know people that work in corporations where they have a lot of Indians, you know this, right? Even yeah. Indian Bronson, who's Indian himself, who is a Brahmin himself, allegedly a Brahmin himself, talks about this. My good friend Indian Bronson is that as soon as you bring them here, not only are you bringing in a foreign managerial class that is going to be disincentivized from hiring people that are in these Western countries to begin with, but you're displacing the best and brightest in our countries, because why the fuck would I, if I was like a a bloodless cutthroat capitalist piece of shit, why would I want to hire a white guy that went to MIT when I could just hire, you know, an Indian coding farm to do the work for me when that, you know, white guy that went to MIT comes with a huge 
overhead cost, right? If I was a total piece of shit, bloodless, cutthroat capitalist, if I was twirling my mustache, why would I want to hire that white guy or white woman, right? There's white women in tech, you know, they're, I'm, let's be equal here, right? I mean, so yeah, it's they're, like, they're, well, a lot of them are autistic, yeah, but like, yeah. it's true. So you know what I mean? Like, this is the problem with Richard Hosties. Um, I'm I I'm pro smart immigration, right? Like like Peter Zihon had this video. Like you just don't want you just don't want to hire white people. Like I get yeah. it, right? Like it's the whole it's the whole argument that like U.S. tech workers that yeah. that org makes, or it's just like we know about labor costs. Like no one's a retard, right? Like everyone yeah. knows that the difference is about labor costs versus that of like it's easier to hire someone. And it goes kind of back to that California ideology thing I talked with Matt Erickson, where it was just like, yeah, they want slavery, but like oh, yeah, the easier one, way to like the modern form of it is is just basically having the leverage yeah. of of waving a piece of paper that is the H one B visa over over someone's head compared to you know hiring a white guy that like you know he's yeah. been there since the beginning. Like you now you have people that you can hire for cheap, fire for cheap, outsource for cheap. You don't even need to bring them into the country if you didn't have to. You um, fucking to hold go- your card over their head like a yeah, kid you know like you know like oh, you, you almost got it you know it's like that old <laughs> the old insurance kind of commercial or whatever like oh and then they bring the it. more unproductive members of their family and then they yeah and then they just the then card. they just bring their whole fucking village yeah. i remember this one it was a four minute video i wanted to do a video but i was like whatever i don't you know i shouldn't give him the time of day we're like peter zihon he's like fucking gargling trudeau's balls where he's like oh canada they really solve their problem by bringing in a lot of people but the problem is that the aging what population. <laughs> He's like, the problem is the housing. We just got to build more houses. So we got to bring in more of the lower class people. But Trudeau's going to go do that. build the houses. Yeah. To then, yeah, absolutely. If you go to Toronto, okay, you know who's going to be on construction crews? Portuguese people, us Italians, maybe some Mexicans, not Indians. Indians do not do construction, okay? I'm sorry. That's the way it works in Canada. Um, yeah. The problem is, though, is that you're creating a, a massive strain on all social services and you're creating a massive population strain. So what does Peter Zihon say? That, oh, Justin Trudeau is brilliant. You know why? Because he brings in more people. It's like, oh, I'm so remember, he loves He loves his cuisine fusion restaurants. Yeah. No, but that's the problem because what you're doing is that Ontario... When it comes, and then this is like a, an older lib environmentalist argument, is that the land base in the fruit belt in Ontario is fragile because we have a lot of, we have limited farmland. Maybe yeah. we can turn more forests into farmland, but the problem is you're chewing up farmland to create subdivisions that are filled with nothing but people from Punjab or, or elsewhere in the subcontinent. Yeah. And so it's like, you're devastating the equal, the you know, the fragile ecosystem to build more housing because all those people want to live around Toronto. They don't go anywhere else. I mean, they want to either live around Toronto or Calgary or Vancouver. You know, yeah, this that's it. So it's like you're creating multiple. I gotta transplant my Bugman lifestyle to another place yeah. where Bugman lifestyles are subsidized. It just it doesn't make any sense. And people like Peter Zihon. And people like Richard and Anya that say that I'm not for mass immigration. I'm for smart immigration. That's even more destructive in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like, here's the thing. 
like I said, that rant on Telegram, go follow my Telegram, Jenner Productions on Telegram.com. Um, like he's did, not your did, friend. Do you, do you want yeah. some other crazy bullshit news that everyone? Yeah, yeah go ahead, about? go ahead. I ranted for too long. Go ahead. No, me. no, you're good. I just yeah. apparently this this came out today as we were talking. Um, the Justice Department of this administration is suing the state of Tennessee for enforcing a state law that discriminates against people with HIV. The Whoa. Justice Department today filed a lawsuit against the state of Tennessee and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation for violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, the department previously notified Tennessee and the TBI that they violated the ADA by enforcing the state's aggravated prostitution statute against people living with HIV. The letter findings detail the minimum remedial measures necessary to address the discrimination. So basically, a, a couple, I think a year or two ago, um, Tennessee passed a law that said, listen, if you're a prostitute, you have HIV, like, and you knowingly pass along someone, we're going to prostitute you harder. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, come on. it's And so anyways... Um, the ADA uh, is the law apparently they're allegedly violating because, you know, we prosties are supposed to to just give you AIDS. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know the ancient term, the Berkeley consensus? Yeah. It's like that. California makes it virtually uh, legal to knowingly pass AIDS to somebody or any STD. Thanks, Scott Wiener, Thanks, you know, Scott or Wiener. whatever his name is. And uh, I, know, I know his last name is Wiener. Yeah. You know what's funny is that it. that's like how Paul Ryan, he looked like Anthony Wiener. Yeah, a little they bit. They look the same. But uh, you know what's funny is that Anthony Weiner's ex, Huma Abedin, is dating uh, Alex, Alex Soros. Soros. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. I, 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 yeah. And she's like, what, 10 years his senior or whatever? Yeah, but like, that's, you know, it's whatever. Well, I mean, people are like, oh, like the elites are ugly. Your age, though. It's they're like, oh, they're like, see, it's like, explain this elite theorist. And it's just like, you really can? I mean, these yeah. people are well-connected. Huma Abedin worked with Hillary Clinton, like, you know, uh, a servant of the devil himself, you know, like, and you're surprised that he's dating the son of George Soros, one of the yeah. most like wealthy, like progressive billionaires on the planet. Like, I'm sorry, didn't we used to like marry off like 50 year old kings to like 12 year old girls to forge political alliances in mm -hmm. medieval Europe? Like how much has changed? Yeah. You know, like explain this elite theorist. It's just like you, you, you can like, yeah. this is, this is connections. This is, this is part of how the game gets played. Like and she ugly, looks good for, for uh, yeah. ugly people. Fuck too. Like I hate to break <laughs> it to you. I mean, you know, I I should treat that like a fucking like AASPCA commercial. Like every sixty seconds in the world, I could just hear the, I could hear the fucked. buffer music for, for da, Kink da, going da, off in my head. Da, 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 you know, I know, right? That gives just you trauma when I just did every, that, dude. <laughs> just a little bit, you know. Every buffer every music. sixty every sixty seconds, ugly people. You know, and you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. Ugly though, I mean, okay, Alex Soros looks like a soy boy, but he's not like, I mean, Huma Abedin looks pretty good. You know, like it's. I'm not. Hold on, what does she look like? She I looks pretty saw good still. Huma Abedin. Yeah, she looks pretty good. I, I have. Uh, I like older women, so it's, don't judge my opinion. Oh, I'm not judging your opinion. I'm just looking at her, and I'm just trying to figure out where is she from. Oh, Indian slash Pakistani. Okay. Oh, I thought she was Iranian, but you know, she's <laughs> Pakistani. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I'm just. I'm looking at her. Hold on. Let, let's see if I can find a photo of her from. Like I know 20, she's brown, Mike. I, I, 20, I'm not saying. That. I'm saying. Let me see if I can find an image of her from back then. No, no, not for me. Why would Why would Anthony Weiner go out of his way to like have some slob or he had filet mignon at home? I get. I don't know. I guess like. Jare screen. I'm just. I'm just. I'm judging you slightly. I don't know, That's man. All right. Come on. I don't see it. I don't see it, bro. Yeah, I, I don't see it. 
but you know, no, but like, like it's sort of like you, Schwarzenegger so, 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 with so you the, know that like nineteen. Yeah, and ironically, his bastard son looks more like him than any of his like <laughs> children within his marriage with uh, what was her like Shriver or whatever, like one of the Kennedys. That's family. a bad angle. Your horse face. It's a, it's on. a, it's, it's a profile angle. It's important, you know. She could, she could do the whole mewing meme, you know, like she could just do her jawline like that. Mm. Like, listen, um, she's mocking Anthony Weiner right now. Look at her. Um, no, but it's kind of like Schwarzenegger banging his goblina maid. Yeah, you know, like, I, but they say that like bodybuilders, they they do like fat chicks though. Like the well, trend, you, like they you gotta, you, know, you gotta, you gotta, if you're a bodybuilder, right? Like, you gotta lift something, so you might as well take the heavier broad, you know, like get your workout no, in. But they, but they have like this voracious sex drive, the trend just makes them, you know, yeah, it's true. No, it's they say it's true. Like, a bodybuilder doesn't discriminate when it comes to women, they, they'll go after, like, John, there is this, uh, are you saying any holes of gold? Do you know? What are you saying? Any holes of gold? Well, no, there's this famous uh, John Cena interview on Howard Stern where he talks about doing a fat chick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Lesnar pilled. Exactly. Yeah, but Lesnar married Sable, so that you can't judge that. I mean, but, you know. Yeah. Sable was pretty good back in the day. She's still good. All, she's still all right now. I mean, it's just, she like, Sable aged, put it this way. And it's like, it's, but that's like lower rung though. You can't compare the two. Sable aged way more gracefully than if you look up uh, recent photos of uh, what's her name, uh, Tammy Sitch. She was uh, Sunny, Sunny, yeah, Sunny, mm. who who married Chris Candido. Um, you know, uh, yeah, no comparison. But um, yeah. Anyways, we we're talking about Huma Abedin. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, don't you remember Huma Abedin? Don't you remember Anthony Weiner? Don't you remember Laptop Gate? <laughs> laptop Gate. Do, do, do you yeah. have conceptions of political memory that haven't been before Hunter's by... Laptop? There was <laughs> Weiner's Laptop. <laughs> yeah, before before Hunter before Sean Hannity was talking about photos of Hunter Biden's cock. You know, yeah, like there was there was great. Anthony Weiner and um, oh god, what Senior Danger? Right, like that was the Carlos Danger. That was his like nickname yeah. that he would use to talk to strange women on the internet. <laughs> I'm Carlos Danger, Danger, you know, and like here's Anthony Weiner's dick. Like, it was his oh. rusty shackle for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, you were talking about Tennessee, the bill. So, okay, I mean, you're knowingly spreading a disease. Okay. You're knowingly spreading an STD to someone. It's not like spreading a cold to someone that has life changing implications. I mean, I know it's the same argument about COVID, Clownvid, right? But it's like yeah. it's not because getting getting AIDS is actually harder than people think. This is what Mr. D was talking about. Like getting AIDS actually requires quite a bit of physical, you know, force and contact relative to other diseases. So if you knowingly spread it to somebody with like, okay, if you disclose your status and and you're part of some gay hookup or whatever, then it's like okay you know you what your you're chances. doing yeah you know what you're doing you want to play that game fine okay but you if want to you... chase your bug or whatever <laughs> chase your exactly yeah there in season three of kink actually there was one guy who was in a uh, with an older man where he actually got aids through sexual assault like that's or it was like you know he was drunk or whatever he was a drug addict right 
yeah. homosexual drug addict that never happens um but no but like uh, you know what i mean like if you knowingly are engaging in sexual activity as a gay person with someone with hiv positive positive it's like okay whatever but if you're spreading it to somebody and that's your thing like there yeah. was a famous case here in canada with a, a, a an african migrant who was spreading it to women and men and it was like a famous case in the 1990s but it's like and he he got charged for murder you know and this mm -hmm. was when aids would kill you right and it, it was like just before the mid nineties where they had treatments. Right. And the treatments were very good. At the beginning, they didn't have like the real good antivirals. So it was still a death sentence. Like it's, you know, up until I believe 2001, it was still, it would still have a very severe impact on your, on, on your uh, quality of life. And everything. Yeah. I mean, that was you it know? for you. It was it. Yeah. Well, even before that, it was it for you. But even when they did have the, the beginning, the, the few antivirals, um, it's still half your life expectancy. Um, it was only until relatively recently that they have AIDS medications that can, you know, I mean, you're still at risk for heart attacks and certain cancers, but you could live a normal life, right? But Quite still, you're getting normal, something yeah. that changes your life at the end of the day. It's HIV. It's, you can't, you're not like, you can't fuck around with this stuff. No, you, you, you really can't. And I mean, that's just the nature of how the game yeah. gets played. And I mean, yeah. the Americans with Disabilities Act, an unfunded mandate that was sort of pushed on. I, okay, I'm, I'm going to hold back because actually, because some of the politics. There, what if really, someone in a wheelchair? It's a, it's a muddy narrative, but like I get. Runs over a child and kills them. With their wheelchair? Still... Yeah, with their wheelchair. It's Americans with Disabilities Act, right? No, I, 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 I yes, but like, would you still? I'm, I'm trying. That? I'm trying to foresee an environment where some where like, like some speed. fucker is like ramming speed, got like Jado, you know, like jet assisted or rocket assisted takeoff rockets attached to his fucking wheelchair and kills. Like Happy Wheels. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to imagine. I'm trying to imagine a Happy Wheels situation where he's going like full fucking speed down like an on ramp down a and hill, like, yeah, it kills yeah. like an 18 month old toddler is just beginning to walk. Like, uh, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure oh, I'm, I can guarantee you it's happened in, in the real world. Um, hold time. on, let's actually I'm going to look that up. Child died wheelchair related death from put it that way, being yeah. ran over by wheelchair. Let's see what yeah. we get. Six but would you still child... persecute them? What I I don't persecute the disabled, Gia. What the fuck? No, no, but I mean, like, if they ran over, consciously ran over a child with the wheelchair. Oh, I mean, like, they're going to get rolled off the cliff, but I mean, like... No, but that's what I mean, right? So it's, like, technically, that, that, you that, have that, HIV. That's, but that's different, like... Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's different. Like, if you're, like, disabled and you're, like, a quadriplegic or paraplegic from, like, a neurological disorder or, like, you got hit by a car, right. that's different than, like... I have AIDS. I'm going to give it to you because fuck you. Or like I have yeah. HIV. No, I mean prosecute. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah well, prosecute. yeah, I'd prosecute the the disabled guy. Like you're you're you can't walk. It doesn't mean you're too mentally incompetent to stand trial. That's different. No, but that's what I mean. Like it's why the same would... thing with HIV. Like yeah, I'm sorry. Like if exactly. you're passing it along, and uh, like sorry, it's the things that you have to do to create like tears and damage to the body where you are susceptible to getting that disease. Like, yeah, you should be prosecuted just because, like, you're a sick freak and we're going to, like, prosecute you anyway. Like, no, sorry. You've committed crimes mean. against Skyrim and her people and you were cringe. Like, I... Um... There's been differently able people that have killed people before and that go to jail. 
you yeah. know? So yeah. it's like, what? Di- why would the Americans with Disabilities Act get, like, it's people consciously giving other people a disease that had the, at least has the potential to kill you. So it's like... Also, I like how they treat it. Treat. Yeah. I like the, it's the woke or more correct than the mainstream striking again. It's like, actually, yes. Like these um, promiscuous, like homosexuals that pass along their disease actually they are disabled they are mentally you know it's just like i love the connotation for that it's that sort of it's sort of like the unintentional baseness of libs yeah it's that white man's burden thing you know like that one yes we have to take care of these like retarded like homosexuals that give aids to each other who else is gonna do it and it's just like i don't know you could leave them alone and let nature sort it out man but uh, like that one tweet from about has been hotel Go to hell. It's full of trans people. How come it's not full of Austrian painter fans? <laughs> like, I don't understand. You know, why is it full of trans and bi people? Why is hell full of those people? Why isn't it full of Austrian painter people? You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> go to hell and it's full of, uh, you know, them. It's full of lip tards. Hell is full of lip tards, according to Vizpop. So, well, I'm sure, I'm sure hell is full of you know, people that claim to be based as well, but like, Oh, definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, but the, the, the yeah. people say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with people that made an idol of themselves first before God. I mean, uh, I should tweet the, that hell is full of live to you. If you, it's, it's, well, it's funny. Cause like Jim Carrey, the actor had once said that, like, I like to think that hell is just like a, a, a place where you're constantly listening to the elderly eat sandwiches and they're breathing through like their mouth as they eat and chew. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, maybe. But like, I also know that that's not what hell is like. And um, it's probably worse than anything that I could ever imagine. I don't want to think about it. Cause it's a terrifying concept, but yeah. uh, sure. Right. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure hell is full of libtards. I'm sure. You know, maybe maybe Dante's it's funny how it becomes it. like kitsch animation, like it becomes satirized, like he, like he, and there's a long history in cartooning in America of like satirizing oh, yeah. hell, like yeah. um, you know, like even uh, Bugs Bunny satirized hell, um, yeah, Ren and Stimpy, uh, that was a good scene where like uh, where Ren was like pissing on the uh, the border game, and he's yeah. like, you just had to urinate on the on the fence, didn't you? And that was funny, um. No, but anyways, we're talking about uh yeah, the Tennessee thing. But um Well, I mean else? the um uh what is it? Like the story of um religion in America, like oh, right, yeah. you know, like the, or even the divided mind, right? All a lot of it is is that like we have a particularly, you know, bloodless and uh, less judgmental god than we do. I mean, this is the whole moral therapeutic deism stuff, right? It's, it's just like there is no there is no fear of it. It's just like, oh, be a good person, you know, just, just be a heckin' decent human being, Geo. And like, yeah. God will reward you, which is like, that's not really how that works at all in any way, shape or form. And it's, it's, so there's no, there's no, like, there is no sense of fear or holiness that are, exists sort of in the mainstream. So, I mean, like you have this like quasi secular religion that is like, all oh, you know, democracy is a heckin' good thing. Cause like, um, you know, the devil has been replaced by Hitler and even yeah. though Hitler is dead, like Satan has been defeated by Christ, but like the, the evil one still works his tricks. And so, so does this like Austrian painter from the 1930s work his tricks to make things happen again. And so everything is this like weird bastard Christianity put on top of World War II. And that's basically like the American civic religion. Like everything has to be anti-fascist. Everything has to be 
my heckin decent human being or else you're like a, a, you know we got to punch nazis or whatever and it's just like yeah you know to a point where like a nazi has been described as someone who just wants like a safe neighborhood that doesn't want drugs and crime in it and again like what is the progressive position where it's like well our idea is that we're going to defeat you and we're going to have shit on the streets the needles are going to be everywhere your kids will be trans like it's this great kiliastic orgasm where after we after we come we're like honeybees. We die afterwards. Like that's our sweet release. And it's just like, yeah, that's suicide. And I don't think I yeah. want to kill myself. Like that. that's why I say over and over again, leftism is just suicidal ideation on a civilizational scale. And even as I say that, right, it goes back to even what we were talking about with David Foster Wallace at the beginning. Like we consume things in these like tiny bite-sized anecdotes. Like the difference between like you and I are say someone who doesn't kind of get it right. Same thing with people who don't fucking get what Carl Schmidt talks about. Right. Yeah. Is this like, yeah. I, I know what the friend enemy distinction is. Cause like, I actually took the time to read the concept of the political. Whereas like most people will abuse that term. Like, and if you say woke or more correct in the mainstream, you and I know that that's a highly charged loaded term to describe the progressive worldview actually recognizes biological differences <laughs> and uh, abilities and how the liberals view themselves compared to the rest of the world of their like brown huddled masses. And it's just like, yeah, we know what that means. But like some people might just look at it and say, is this, you know, it's the whole meme about the butterfly. Like, is this woke or more correct than the mainstream? And it's just like, so we consume these like bite-sized, like homeopathic pellets of like politics and we're yeah. never fully informed. And we have like weird hermeneutics about it. And it's just like the world is on the brink of a fucking shit show. But like, yes, uh, Nightmare Vision is right. We, we peruse culture through like the lens of right wing Twitter. <laughs> and that's how all culture is consumed, hermeneutically speaking. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, well, that's like, yeah, like even the homeless thing. Like, I mean, I've always said that there should be um, a better approach to it than I think the political extremes which like, the left is like the Liz Brunig, you know, Oh, who care? Like who cares if he's do you're shooting up in the, I'm, I have my baby, my newborn and he's shooting up next. Oh to yeah. The, in the, the subway tweet. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, or that one like woman uh, or the, or the web comic about um, my bike got stolen. Oh God. Yeah. Which someone yeah, actually did one. the meme in real life about yeah. his bike getting stolen in Canada. Or that woman like what? And, and was he bothering you? Like that yeah. one. Right. But then the right wing extreme. He was jerking off like, in the middle just... of the street, but was he bothering you? Yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then the right wing extreme, which is like the Sam Hyde, we're just gonna. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everyone I think... pat themselves on the back right now. Right now. I'm not gonna stop till everyone does it. <laughs> Do it right now, chat. Pat right yourselves now. on the back. You're here. I, I, I think that the way I view it is, um, you have to balance people's safety yeah. that are just living a normal life. People that interact with people on the streets are usually people that are economically precarious themselves, right? We're mm -hmm. preyed upon. But I think at the end of the day that there is a lot of human capital that is basically being wasted by homelessness and by drug addiction and, um, there is a small percent of homeless people that will be wards of the state forever that are so mentally and physically deteriorated that there's no choice. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that if you, okay, say if I had a genuine authoritarian government, right? Say I was the dictator of Ontario 
or Vancouver. Which imagine. Has, imagine <laughs> that. Right. Or say that, you know, Rob Ford comes back to life, uh, makes a bargain to, uh, you know, his brother Doug goes in his stead and Rob Ford becomes the, the, the dictator of Ontario, tells Justin Trudeau to go fuck himself. Now, I think that a level of forced instant... In, okay, I know this sounds terrible, right? I know the libs are going to freak out. But a level of forced institutionalization, I think, would be the only way. Because you need a serious investment in people that aren't homeless. You don't want to put them all in jail with like hardened criminals. That's barbaric. But you also have to balance the safety concern of average normies who don't want to be assaulted or robbed or whatever. So you need a way to make sure that the lives of these people, because there are people, I've talked to enough homeless people to realize that, yes, in fact, they are human beings like you and me. Yeah. And it's a Christian part of me as well. But you have to also balance out the safety concerns of people that don't want to be preyed upon, that don't want to walk the streets and, and, and find dirty needles everywhere. Because we know that in Canada, the problem is that we have the worst of both worlds. Okay. We have the worst of the uh, like European, like let's legalize all drugs and have insights where you go and get clean needles or whatever, because it doesn't work because we also have the American like laissez faire, like who cares attitude, right? Yeah. Not a lot of social investment. So you have places like Vancouver, like the Lower East Side, where, you know, drug addiction is rampant, where insight doesn't really guide people into detox programs. Because, okay, the problem with detox programs is that they're voluntary. And what are you going to do with those people after they detox, after they go through the little piss any program, right? They're, they're going to go back to the streets and they're going to go do drugs again. And they're going to ruin people. They're going to ruin their lives again because there's no thing that holds them to being a productive member of society. And also you don't want to just like let them die. Right. Cause they are human beings. Right. And, yeah. and they could be productive and contributing members of society. And so, and of course you have the immigration issue, which basically destroys the very fragile institutions that these people rely on. So what, what do you do? Control the immigration, have a, at least a forced version of institutionalization that is regulated by the government, that actually does gear them towards job programs, that gears them towards temporary housing, that actually does work, but housing that is safely distanced from normal neighborhoods, right? But of course, libtard central planners, they're like, oh, we can't have... Uh, subsidized housing away from like, you know, suburban areas. That's evil. That's being not very nice. That That's, right? that's, that's redlining. That's blockbusting. And again, yeah. so what it goes back to the whole, like, civil like Robert mythology. Moses did that back in the day. He was racist. <laughs> you know? Like, no, you need public housing that can be administered by people. A lot of these people have mental health and physical problems where they need nurses and PSWs to come in and make sure even if they're taking their medication, right? Like all of this is not going to require, if you truly had compassion for homeless people and you didn't want to let them die and you wanted them to be productive members of society, 
you would bring back institutions. You would bring back them by force of law. You yeah. have nurses that would be there to make sure that they were taking their medication, that they were going to their jobs programs, that they were being trained. These people need to, they need a firm hand and only, and only through a firm hand can you truly have compassion for these people. And I don't care how controversial that statement is that I've just made this little soliloquy because I I've met a lot of homeless people that deserve. And, and a lot of, I remember this one person, this is before COVID. He was living out in a public park near my house. Yeah. Where he said that, um, you know, when you go to these shelters, they're only half regulated by the government. And so a lot of these places actually prey upon homeless people. These like semi-private homeless shelters. If you had government institutions that were actually effective, then maybe these people would be comfortable going into these institutions. If you, if you know what I mean? So this is what I mean by a passive form of authoritarianism, ensuring that human capital is not squandered. Because a lot of the, and when you think of homeless people, a lot of them are younger than just like these old boomers wasting away who've been homeless for multiple years, you know, multiple decades. A lot of them are like younger people that, you know, they were economically screwed over. They turned to drugs and alcohol. There's, it's actually very shocking in North America. It's like certain people, it only takes a little bit of nudging to make sure to be in like a, a form of passive homelessness where they're living in their car, they're couch surfing, then they do drugs, then they go on the streets for good. And it's like, it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And you can't break that cycle by giving more money for the programs. The programs actually have to work. They actually have yeah. to be enforced, right? Yeah. And and only an authority, a passive authoritarianism can do it. Because what are you going to do? We we've tried the lip. You're just going to you're just gonna let the cycle continue if you know yeah. which cycle I'm referring to. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, cycle. that one. But yeah, no, exactly. And no, because li like the libs have been doing these like big city anti homelessness things and the insight program in Vancouver and elsewhere. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, I agree. Give them clean needles, whatever. But the goal to be should be getting them off of drugs. And the problem is that, and this is the problem when you compare, for example, the Portuguese system with the Canadian one is that the Portuguese one actually works because it gets them off of drugs. The Canadian one doesn't do that. It only, it's like, oh, they can apply if they want to. But the problem is, is that they know that being on the streets as a drug addict is more sustainable than being a precariat that has no economic opportunity after they go through the program. That's the problem. And mass migration is takes like gasoline to any social system that you have for homeless people. Uh, and so libtards can give these fucking crocodile tears about, oh, these evil right-wing politicians like P like Pierre Polievre, that they want to, you know, they want to get rid of homeless drug addicts off the streets. And it's like, what are you going to do? I, I agree. I agree that the problem is you can't just cart them off, right? Where are you going to put them, right? But these libtards that bitch about the conservatives wanting safe neighborhoods there's they actually worship criminality they say oh yeah. that's fine that are they is he bothering you in fact yes that homeless person will eventually bother you because if they're jonesing for effects and they need money 
they will pro- they'll try to rob somebody, right? And and I have compassion for them, but you know, compassion has limits. Unless you want a proactive solution to the homelessness problem that either doesn't involve leaving them to rot or some cartoonishly evil, like people that joke on Twitter on the right wing that they say, let's just kill them or whatever, or, or being like this, like feckless libtard. That's like, Oh, well, um, you know, we have to have compassion for them. But what does compassion really mean in a material sense? If you're not willing to enforce these people having a better life, it yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, absolutely. It doesn't right. fucking matter. And so it really, it really, um, it, it really disturbs me when people talk about homelessness, these libtards about fixing the problem because they don't want to fix the problem. And it really bothers because I've, I've known homeless people in my life. Yeah. It really bothers me because unless you're willing to put force to plans that can proactively get them off the streets, it's not going to matter. And, and so don't give me this bullshit about, oh, we just got to give them more clean needles. Like, what, what's that going to do for them? Anyway, I'm sorry. You're, no, you're just, you're just, no, I mean, it, it exacerbates it really, the cycle. Yes, I mean, this is the whole, me, the, the whole harm reduction thing is sort of that whole harm principle, you know, yeah. that sort of old, yeah. um, you know, liberal idea, you know, just everything <laughs> from like, a lot of the locky, the locky. They're not serious there. people. They're not. Well, se- yeah. Even, yeah. even if they were being serious and genuine about what they are, again, it's the whole out of sight, out of mind teal, right? Like there is, there's no internal monologue about as to where the, the direction of this goes. They know that a, it makes them feel good. B, these progressive po- causes makes them on the right side of whatever moral quandary they have. And they'll be like, Oh, well, Jesus is loves thy neighbor. And it's like, yes, but he also tells these people sin no more. And I mean, yeah. like this, this was something that, um, and again, I, I'm referencing him. You can hate me or love me for it. But like when Curtis Yarvin's wife died, they were asking, you know, she had, she had a charity in California that like she wanted money to be donated to in her name. Well, it turns out, you know, the way that Yarvin explained that charity is like it's basically a fascist charity because they tell the homeless <laughs> people what to do, how yeah. to do it, get better or we kick you out. And it's just like you need you. I, 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 hate, I hate to sound like every sort of like left wing caricature of a right winger but like the iron rod of like actual enforcement needs to be there yeah and i and i hate saying it that way because i mean the bare fucking minimum of enforcing the laws that are already on the books would actually make the world a way safer and better place but because we oh let them do their thing or oh let us have pity on you and there's no actionable difference because like you said this sort of soft authoritarianism of like a public private partnership they all work together they're all together to ensure that the cycle gets in, yeah. more homeless people get created, more drug addicts get created, more people I can bring in. It's the same thing with immigration. I oh, can yeah. make money off human trafficking because I can then get grants from the federal government, your tax dollar, to ensure that my program does what I says. More money yeah. for it in programs as the meme goes on in a racial context. It's real. It's a fucking laundering money. It's a money laundering racket. Yep. And we do it everywhere. And I, I see it firsthand working in the nonprofit sector every goddamn day. That's what it is. Every fucking day. It's how do you ask the federal government for more money? And they and you'll never get money if you solve the problem. That's nope. the number one rule. It's the same nope. thing with the federal government. You will never get more money unless you spend the money you have and unless there's more problems to be created. 
So you yeah. have to constantly either A, never solve the problem, or B, you have to expand the scope of your mission, so mission creep, about what you're trying to accomplish. And so millions of more dollars yeah. get raked in. Millions of more people get come into the system. Millions of more dollars go to pay your salary, my salary, the, the ad man's salary, all to tell people about what a shitty problem this is. And we just ignore the people who ask, well, what have you actually solved? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, any successful charity should be small, should be effective at what they do, and should be happily saying every year, we're solving our problem. Maybe one year we won't exist. That yeah. doesn't exist. And it never will. Nope. For a variety and of reasons. Because and I will add- Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Produce. All, all, all I was going to say was it's just that even it, I mean, the, the problems themselves never go away because we, nope. we do live in a fallen world and all that. But holy hell, could we solve a lot more problems quickly? But again, like any business, any manager, and any managerial system, you have to constantly grow. You have to constantly expand because our idea of charity is cancer. You have to constantly grow and infect new systems, find the lymph nodes of society. So this means that like a, a, a program or a charity that explicitly deals in homelessness now can easily expand and infest the lymph nodes of drug prevention, policing, mm-hmm. economics, redistribution for healthcare and human services, and then housing. Just like that, one mission can then be turned into five programs, into 10 programs, and millions of more dollars of your taxpayer money gets raked in to do so. And do you actually help people? Some people you genuinely do. And I've yeah. met people that have genuinely been helped and are on their feet. But the number of people who just go through the system and wash through it day in and day out is more than any percentage yeah. of the people that actually get fixed. And that's what hurts me so much about the work that I do. This is that like I'm a glorified beggar. I am a grant writer. I see it day in and day out. And I'm, I know I'm a part, I'm as what your Yarvin would say, I am a professional progressive because I work in a progressively coded system and no one knows that I'm this like right wing uh, reactionary, whatever they want to call me. I don't like labels, but like, I see a system that, and again, like I, I made it a goal to work with organizations that are less than like, you know, two or $3 million in terms of budget. Like I don't make a lot of money in real life, but I also know that because I don't make a lot of money for real life, I don't have a cynic here. I'm not working for some community foundation. I, and I'm not going to go any further because I don't want to get myself in trouble, but like I, I work for people that actually pr- produce results. Mm-hmm. And that don't expand a lot for mission creep. And I don't, and, and it just, it, it's so, I don't know, Gio, it, it, it hurts me to know that like, we're supposed to help people, yeah. you know, and, and, and especially like, you know, did you, did you visit me? You know, everything that, you know, Christ says about the end, like, were you there to help others? Did you do all these things? Yeah. But unfortunately, like, you know, uh, the, the system itself is so corrupted, twisted and evil that like, no, actually the system isn't designed to help people. It's designed to keep the cycle going of making sure that more shitouts can happen, commiserate more people. I have to step over human shit in the cities. There are people that live under the underpasses of places like us, you know, I 35 and us 75 in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And it's just like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do other than to just witness like, um, the 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 regime just decidingly continuing and exacerbating the system. And I don't mean to sound like I'm blackpilling. It's just like, it's very ugly to see it from the inside to know that so much of your fucking money gets wasted on inane, useless bullshit. And yeah. honestly, to some extent, it does make you want to wish for things to get worse. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if things get worse, then like people like you and I suffer, your friends suffer. And it's just like, oh, what the, it's... 
you, it, it's sort of something that like Dimes and I were talking about not too long ago. I think it was before we, we recorded anything. He's just like, sometimes you listen to these talks and you know all these things and you're just like, how do you not want to just like blow your brains out on the yeah. side of the floor? And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like it helps to have, it helps to believe in something to be motivated. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just shill my sub stack right there. I wrote an essay about re-enchantment. And if you want to read that, I have some more thoughts on this issue there, but I'll, um, I'll shut up. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Gio? Well, no, I was, before we move on to the uh, Ben Shapiro, then maybe we'll talk about your sub stack and what were we originally talk about in this episode. I don't. I didn't have anything planned. That's why. You're under rock painting. No, I, this is why I just said speculation travels faster because I figured we could just mm. talk about whatever shit we wanted to. Well, one thing I would add is that uh, people would bring up the horrors of the 1970s and 80s, and there generally were a lot of horrors in those institutions. Like, I mean, if you, uh, for example, if you look up Forest Haven, which I mentioned on the show before, you look up that documentary that Geraldo Rivera did on what was it called, uh, Sunnybrook? Yeah. Um, or the, the kids institution you need I, I think the problem by closing institutions is that you've basically deterritorialized the problem you've spread it out to the greater public and i think if you had more government oversight in these institutions then you would avoid a lot of problems and like where the families they didn't know what was going on and so forth and well the, the oversight yeah. question goes again back to staffing right like yeah exactly some some stupid op-ed for the hill right was like can we reform the universities without changing the staff and it's like what kind of retarded question is that like you, you know the answer me? to that are you yeah. kidding me no like this does not end just when it comes Tanks to administration on harvard yard preserve it maybe as a museum at best salt the earth and start new somewhere else i'm sorry because like it's shockingly I, cheap to actually run an institution if you just like paid professors to like do their own thing yeah, and like have a program guess? and who maybe some minimal staffing like it's like a university having these huge like comparable to like a hospital does yeah. not make fucking sense at all i'm sorry there needs to be because the reality is like this is what problem with like Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro and all that is that really the administrators have more power in universities to to like push the woke. I mean, I fucking hate the term woke, but you know, like to yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. woke turnations coming from the administration, not from the from the professors themselves. But the professors have shockingly little power in terms of policy and direction compared to the administration. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were gonna say prude? Oh no, I mean like the. When this is, I think I talked about this with Oren. Harvard's on, gonna uh, put the woke away. Man. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> put, put put the um put the put the woke away. Right, you just tuck it in. You give give the woke you, a suture. If, if you give if you give the woke Suter. a cookie, you know it's gonna yeah. ask for milk. Uh, I don't know. Like there's something give funny the woke about some dark chocolate before just, bed with some. Yeah, milk. just just yeah. Give, give if you give the woke a cookie, it's gonna ask for milk. <laughs> and if you give the woke some milk, it's gonna ask for gay race communism. Like it's a real quick escalation. I, I hate to yeah. break it to you. That's why you can't give the woke a cookie. But anyways, um, that was like the Super Bowl commercial. It was just race, gay race communism. That was. It was all. Oh my. Okay. We'll talk about. Well, maybe we'll give her a hot take about. Uh, yeah, no, I'll leave we it We still haven't that. talked about the Poodler interview. We gotta talk about the... You don't want to talk about the Poodler interview? Ah, fuck it. Oh, I, I talked about it on Pony Express Radio, but I mean, oh, yeah. like, um... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that it was a well-crafted and well-tailored message meant for the English-speaking world, and like I mentioned at the beginning with Tucker doing the whole, like, inverse Boris Yeltsin visiting, like, a supermarket, uh, like, it's... You know, it's some really good uh, yeah. how the other side lives, quasi, if not outright propaganda, but just basically. Um, 
Well, even yeah. if it isn't, even if it isn't, it is it is getting a message across to people here in the West where it's just like, oh, you know, life can be good when things are like, you know, maybe sanctions didn't work. And oh, by the way, by um, we, we, we look at a grocery store and we see that things are doing quite well in this part of the world. And oh, by the way, like it's really nice when you go to a store and there's cashiers and like you don't have to deal with like black people robbing $800 worth of stuff every time. And like governor Gavin Newsom's on a zoom call, like, Hey, how do we fix this? I was like, I don't know, governor, how do you fix this? You're in charge. <laughs> it's that progressive passive voice where they're never yeah. in, in, in charge. Well, I but, will say that Russian food production is more closer to their own markets. Oh yeah. So, that, that is true. That, yeah, that, that is true yeah. there. And also like, like America, they, they do have a pretty robust agriculture system. Except yeah. They just, they don't worship just the, the God. They just, do. they just don't worship the God of corn. Like America yeah. does. Like we're not, you know, our America's like industrial farming and agriculture sector is like truly uh Mesoamerican and it's in its, uh, in its religiosity. We worship the corn God. <laughs> that was like the Facebook yeah. post back in the day where someone opened up the junk drawer and they're like, wow, this is all just corn. <laughs> like, yeah. It's basically wow. Just it's, corn. It's, all, it's all corn. That's it. How to make corn. different things out of corn. Yeah, that's basically, yeah. you know. Um, but um, no, but I thought like, uh, I don't know, man. Like it's really, there's certain voices who are at least uh, partially sympathetic to the, uh, you know, the SMO on the right, on the E-right. But I noticed that the this like voice of contrarianism has, uh, because like normie, like normie right-wingers are starting to be like, you know, maybe Putler isn't like the evil whatever. So I noticed like that knee-jerk contrarianism is starting to creep into uh, various factions of the E-right. I but, just, I, I, I know, remain, I, I remain a skeptic. That's oh, all. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not like trying to be a contrarian to everything that you claim. I just think that um, I think a healthy dose of skepticism because Twitter well, and all forms of media, like we we're in the West geo, like we're in the most psy up part of the world. Yeah. Like I, 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 I think it requires to have a healthy dose of skepticism, not to say that like, I don't have any first principles or anything like that. It's just that I'm cognizant of the fact I live in a world where there is so much shit going on that is meant to deliberately produce, you know, consent or to spin a narrative in a way that doesn't necessarily come from my government. It can come from others. I, I don't know. Like it's, I, I, welcome welcome to the world of psyops you know just like i think that that's an important thing to consider in the back of your head well I think, yeah i think james kirkpatrick had the best take uh today where he said like there are other countries that have interests that align with certain parts that are favorable to you and your country they have other interests that don't align to the interests of you and your country and this is just how mature geopolitics works yeah and to be worked up over it like a lot of like even right wingers that I respect tweeting about like Putin doesn't have our interests. Like no shit. Like no yeah. shit. No shit. Like, right. No shit. He doesn't have your interests in mind. Like, come on. But, but there's some the things American that government he, have interests in mind. But, no, but there are some things that he says and does for his people that sound way better than what my country's doing. Right. Well, like, no, I feel there's some things that he says that are fucking cringe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but at the end of the day, who has more power? Okay a coalition of African countries in the world stage or Western right wingers who has more material power in this world. Not to say that I agree with, because you know, at the end of the day, whether you believe it or not, Russia is still a part of Europe. The Slavic yeah. world in general is still a part of Europe and uh, Ukraine is still a part of Europe. So it's like, I agree. It's cringe. It's their world is in 
Oh, yeah. he, had a, he, had a, he had a great take on the HIV thing we were just talking about. He says, you can Patrick? write the great American... Yeah, James Kirkpatrick. Write the great American novel, enjoy a 50-year marriage, having a loving family, cure ALS, and save a puppy's life while scratching off a winning lottery ticket, and you won't get 1% of the satisfaction and joy civil rights activists feel after they get people infected with HIV. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's so good. Oh Have my you God. watched the gift documentary? No. You never watched the gift? No. Oh my God. Really I, prude? I, no. You, you didn't, you, you mean you weren't there for the common filth? Days? You, you, you mean I wasn't there to go watch a documentary about HIV and AIDS? No. Wild Bill's standard fuck party? No. You never watched the, you never watched the meme though? The Wild Bill, the standard fuck party? I feel- I feel like this is the meme where like the guy is yelling at like the basketball games like you never watch the HIV AIDS documentary. It's like no, Gio, what the fuck? <laughs> oh. Maybe we should review the. It was actually a good documentary if you like bracket the memes. It's actually pretty good. Maybe we should review okay. it next week. The gift. It's on YouTube. Uh, okay. Okay. You can no, just hear me. Something you can hear me crumple up and die inside. I'm like, yeah, I totally want to watch a documentary about gays and AIDS, Geo. <laughs> like, well, yeah, um, I'm not sure I want to, you know. Um, we watched a plenty of other things about, you know. And that was enough. We should do a good movie review again. I've been, yeah, I've let's, been going let, let's through. Re- uh, let's review a good movie. I heard that. Um, I'm going through it? Abel Ferreira's. Kirk, I heard the uh, Iron Claw was a good movie. We could watch that. Oh yeah. I was I was told that like how the hell did this movie get made in 2023? So maybe watch that. And it's about the Von Erics too. So I, yeah, I it was cover all the wrestling lore. You could see it would work yeah. out for both of us. We, we talk about movies and talk about wrestling. I was watching. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I was what because I was I was going through because uh, Tubi has a few, quite a few Abel Ferreira films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with um. Where where uh, William Defoe is banging the art hoe at the end of the world, four 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 at the end of Earth or something like that. I think it's called. It's called four four four. What, what that was a great movie. What a what a way to go. Yeah, the but it was about ends. the end of the world. <laughs> and um, the world ends, and you get to bag the art hoe. What a win. It was like his version. It was like Abel Ferreira's version of Melancholia. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, I have watched Miyazaki films. Yeah, I've I've watched. Um, Oh God, the one where the detective one. Um, oh, I forget which Miyazaki films have you seen in Internet Enjoyer? But anyways, okay, so moving on. Let's we've got to stay on topic. Um, we've done quite a. We've been all over the place today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't. I've seen a few Miyazaki movies. I mean, which ones have you seen? Um. Oh man, I've seen Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, um, My Neighbor Totoro, Castle in the Sky. Uh, and Kiki's Delivery Service. I haven't seen any others than that. Oh, I was getting confused with other Japanese. Oh, the yeah, I've seen Spirited Away. I've seen Wind Rises. I've seen... Uh... I kind of want to watch Crimson Pig or, or Porco Rosso. I, I kind of want to see that. I think but... I watched Porco Rosso. I watched a lot I've... of them with my parents, actually. Believe it or not. Like like, every, hey, time I, every time I have dinner at my friend's place, because they have three kids, like uh, a, a Miyazaki movie is always on. And mm. it's just like... So I've seen a lot of him vicariously through my friend's children. And all what, these what's, aren't the one, what's the one with the flying castle? How, isn't that Howl's Moving Castle? Oh, no, but there's the, another... Oh, yeah, that There's one, also yeah. Castle in the Sky, but there's Howl's Moving Castle is the yeah. one you're probably thinking of. Yeah, I think I, I think I watched that with my folks because I remember like watching uh, Spirited Away and I'm like, you know, 
<laughs> I go, you know what? You know, it's an anime, right? It's technically now, an anime. Now that I'm thinking about how to make you suffer, I should make you sit through and watch Steins Gate. What's Steins Gate? It's uh, it's kind of, it's kind of it, anime, but have t- think of time travel and some other fun sci-fi stuff and politics. And then oh, I guess Charlie romance on, anime where it. they travel through time. I've not seen that. It's called Time Wave or something like that. Time, you know the one where it's like the. It was a great one. It was a great romance anime. I like those. You ever watch mm. Paprika? No, I haven't actually. Oh God, yeah, Paprika's great. Um, he hated Melancholy. Yeah, Mel. I I prefer Antichrist to Melancholia, but Melancholia was pretty good. But um, what? So what? Stein Gates about? What is Stein's Gate about? Jeffrey much, Epstein's Island. Steins no, Gate? no, 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 no. It is. It is not about that at all. Um, no, I, I would just recommend that you uh, in, in, go look it up, go watch it, enjoy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it has a lot to do. See if I can find. It. If not, maybe I'll get you. Oh, it's it's easy. It's easy to look up. You know, you've you've got you've got you've got CERN. You've got a time machine. It's it's great. And I can have Charlemagne come on. We talk about it. It'd be fun. Oh man. If we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about anime, Geo, like sorry, uh, I'm gonna make you suffer for once. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll bring Charlie on for that one. Oh, yeah, um, Charlie is seen. Charlie is well, I, I like um, the what's it called? The other cone one. Um, Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. I love that one. Perfect Blue is great. Um, hmm. But anyways, uh, yeah. So the Poodler thing, I feel like um, it's like, you Your know, blowing up. You're a popular what? man. I said your phone is blowing up. You're a popular man. Oh yeah, man. so I should mute that. I should. Um, no, but uh, the the Pooler thing, like, I mean, I I don't know. I I think the interview should have been better. I see like a lot of these knee jerk contrarian takes by certain uh, figures of the E right. Mm. Uh, it's just that um, I don't know. It's it is what it is. At the end of the day, I mean, he could have done better in terms of sticking to the narrative instead of doing like the uh revanchist history thing but yeah it is what it is i mean it, he's not i i don't know i debate back and forth whether he was actually playing to a western audience or not or if he thought it was just like another interview and he didn't realize like tucker like there are these shit lib journalists they're like they knew exactly what tucker like that like even like people that are conservatards <laughs> like that what's that like what's that one asian girl they always parade around a tp usa or whatever lauren chen i think it was lauren chen that's like uh you know oh that's like they uh, he knew exactly why they picked tucker because tucker's audience has become like kremlin sympathetic blah 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 it's like get the fuck out of here like it's i think that he thought it was just like another western interview and so you know a lot of eastern europeans have that tendency to go on long historical rants but yeah so i go back and forth whether he realized what he was doing the way that victor orban realized that like i'm very much um playing to a western right-wing audience like orban gave everybody during mm-hmm. the tucker interview the like the red meat of like the woke and like uh oh, tucker i we here we have no wokeness in hungary like it's yeah yeah so you know oh did you see poland is going downhill Speaking of uh, Eastern Europe, uh, yes, with Donald Tusk and all of that jazz. Yeah, they're going to make it illegal to say that uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, 
Which I think I don't know. I mean, isn't like what, what, what's that marriage what's... in their constitution? It doesn't make sense. Oh, well, they can change that in the same way that yeah. most of the Greek people hate gay marriage, but like their center right government is trying to legalize it. Oh my god! Despite it being one of the most like religious slash anti Semitic countries on earth, like they're going for like they're they're accelerating away on this like gay race communism stuff. But I mean, like Poland, uh, what what's the old Henry Kissinger quote? You know, it's it's. It's dangerous to be an enemy of the United States. It's deadly to be an ally. And I yeah. mean, that, that's, yeah. unfortunately, that's that's the case here. They really are speed running civilizational <laughs> sunsetting when you think about it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they could hate Russia for another, like, however many years. I think that's... Well, that'll never go away, I don't yeah, think. As long as, there's, as long as there's an ethnic blood feud somewhere, you know, like, it's just, it's inevitable. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But like you had a good, you had a good rant. I don't know if it was you. Um, I think it was you. Let me go. Yeah, check I had here. a long post. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You had a very long post about the. Um... Did you have the long post about the the Ben Shapiro thing? Yes, I did. Okay, it was you. Check, check, check. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I mean, uh, someone else had a good one on. I I don't know who it was, but it was just basically like this is nothing but pornography for these people. Like it's masturbatory. They get to have their like saccharine masculinity with their like drinks and uh, oh god, you know, and their yeah. bookshelves. And I'm like, this is just porn. Like, at, at what point are you like, oh, I get to LARP and I get to jerk off as like an intellectual, and it's just like cool. Sure, you've read. You know, you've read, you know, Frank S. Meyer, who was like a, a proto, like out, outright communist before joining the National Review, you know, like, okay, you've yeah. read in defense of freedom and other essays, but like <laughs> defense of freedom. Yeah, but yeah. like you still don't give a shit and you're like all for the browning of America. So like, I think that, you know, Ben, you, you got to go. You got to well, go. Ben. The thing is, though, that um, it, it's like, well, the, the, there's like, there's, you know, um. They got like that Daily Wire, like it's sort of like a boomer con aesthetic. Yeah. Um, like they they have this very specific like it's sort of like you know how boomer cons they love the uh, like Ed Hardy skull aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. Um, they have this very like faux masculine where like it's a lot of like warm wood, like it's pretending to be like a hunting cabin. They always have cigars. They always have bourbon or whiskey or whatever. It's like Pedro Gonzalez tweeting like his his like carry gun with like a cigar. It's like that Matt Walsh fucking getting studio. eggs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's you know, it's like I'm morning and then like I remember this one clip where it was a bunch of them at the Daily Wire talking about how like uh, they don't do basic chores like their their wives like their wives like do the cooking and laundry. It's like I don't know how to do the laundry. And it's sort of like being like a chauvinist dumbass is sort of like, yeah, like you're, you're, just you know? play, you're just playing into like the leftist frame of like, yeah, what a man, you know, yeah. like a retarded conservative husband. Exactly. You like, yeah. like sort of like the whole, like, um, yeah, retarded conservative. Exactly. Like it's, it's very like a put on, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't like, I only grill. I don't cook. That's cooking. You know, like some I of the best chefs grill. in the world are men. That's like, okay. You know. In fact, some chefs can do it better than women. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, no, but it's like that whole, like, the performative masculinity, like, uh, you know, but a very particular, like, I hate to say it, but like Protestant coded, like Middle America, like Norman Rockwell painting type of conservatism. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean, Prude? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I I feel like uh like they're going on this rant where like uh Ben Shapiro and, and Ben Shapiro calls it like he literally calls it the browning of America. Like he doesn't shy away from the you know implications of it. Uh, but yeah, you go ahead first because I have my little rant. But you know, you you wanted to talk about oh I I mean uh, like is anyone really surprised that a guy that is ethno religiously devoted to the existence of another country doesn't care about the one that he's particularly in and thinks that America is nothing more than a set of propositions and he's sort of like bound because he really can't do much despite the fact that he wants to you know fire and and murder someone like Candace Owens yeah. like I, I just like I feel like there's not much to say for me, or at least maybe this audience, because they already know. But like, if you're talking to like mid fifties, boomer con Gen X guys that are like, well, I like Ben Shapiro. And it's like, but I don't think you understand that like Ben Shapiro dialectically and rhetorically and politically does not care about the status and welfare of this country because for Ben Shapiro, there is always a place he can flee to. There is no other place that you can flee to. As the nation progressively gets worse and worse, like if his life were ever threatened or he sees like a place to go somewhere else, he can leave. He can hire private security. He can be. He's got millions of dollars. He's got millions of dollars and he lives in in, in, in a highly ethnically enclosed community in Florida where he never has to worry about the consequences because the neighborhood will never get raised. Uh, It's just the nature of it. And so it's, it's hard for me. To look at it was like, of course, Ben Shapiro doesn't care about the browning of America because he's falling for the same argument that George W. Bush and countless other Reagan conservatives have fallen for. They're like, oh, it's about values. It's never about values. I'm sorry. Like the cultural differences between like white Anglo Germanic waspy America versus like anything south of the U.S.-Mexico border is a night and day difference. Sure. I said like in my rant, like what do they think that the libs that they screen like uh, they screen they, they, the they, migrants they, for economic for for liberal yeah. like they like screen uh, them for being Pedro like, Pedro no. Juan, have either of you read you know like basic economics by Thomas Sowell uh... <laughs> have you have you read Thomas Sowell you know uh, yeah. Jorge Gonzalez yes okay come right on in like it doesn't work that way it yeah doesn't. like every Mexican migrant at the border they're gonna be like you know they're all sitting there with their copies of like capitalism and freedom by Milton Friedman yeah, like all, we want in like Martinez we want perspective in. or whatever yeah it's gonna it, be it, it doesn't it doesn't and no, so it's it very it's, that way. it's very hard for me to care no no but they think like Ben Shapiro assumes that like the libs that bring that they're they're like screening for marxists or whatever it doesn't work that way it's like i said that it's the economic material conditions and the racial conditions and the cultural conditions combined that in my rant that i did it's also tiresome yeah that that instantiate why they become democrat voters right and also and also because like you can't they can't have agency no that's the big that's the that's the other big important thing out of this too is just to imply that they have agency uh is just that like how dare you assume that these like groups of people have agency and that they have rights and that they have things that they can do because you know to to take away their agency and to say that they they aren't you know some poor victims of the system uh if you take that away from them all of a sudden you realize actually no they're just here just to get yours and and screw you over like there's nothing out of this other than just to say, "Hey, screw you! I got mine," that, and they're willing to do that. Yeah. Um, but if you if you treat them as just like, "Oh, the poor huddled masses" or whatever, then like, yeah, it's a little easier to just aggregate it and not worry yeah, about but it. But Libsy never explained like why mass immigration is like justice or whatever because they think that 
So you have a world in which there are plenty of poor countries, mm -hmm. but you're saying it's justice if they migrate to the Western world, which we know that in various more ways than one brings down the living standards and term, you know, turns it or, you know, city centers into, uh, you know, um, so wouldn't it not make sense to improve conditions in those countries where they're, you know, with people that have their same, you know, cultural, racial, religious understanding. Um, like it, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like why open borders equals like some form of justice or, or, uh, and now a lot of them are just outright saying that it's basically revenge for colonialism. Yeah. That's I mean, it's all, what has it not been? Yeah, exactly. But now they're like just I, saying it. They're just saying it. I know? mean, and now it's just more obvious. And I mean, that, mm -hmm. that's just the case. So they know it's bad, but that's the result. Yeah. I know it's bad. So you're not, it's not like the 90s liberal Fukuyama argument of like, no, it's going to enrich us. And it's, no, it's great. And it's economically no. good. Like Peter Zion, right? It's yeah. economically beneficial. It's like, no, it's, we know he's, it's bad. And he's always like, well, the population bomb is coming. So we might as well just immigrate a kajillion people here. That way we can, we can be the last person to get sick. Yeah. The Madagalicious billion Americans. You know, yeah. You know, 10 trillion Americans one day, you know, all, all crushed into a tiny into little salt silo, cube silos in the salt <laughs> cube silos. Yeah. Oh man. No, but that's what I mean. They never explain like why it's good. Now they're like, you know what? We know it's bad, but it's, you know, it's colonialism. So historical grievance is really, um, you know, what's so funny though. You know, what's so funny is that the libtards can be like, it's revenge for colonialism, but at the same time, Richard and Anya could have this rant about the Putler interview where he's like, Oh, oh, countries that, you know, talk about history, they're the ones that go to war and they're the ones that can never economically develop or, you know, enter into like liberal, you know, rationalism or whatever. Is that because they're obsessed with history? Well, America's the American elite um, autonomous political class. They're also obsessed with history. Yeah. So it's like it's just such a fucking stupid argument where you have like people like that are like adjacent to NRX that are like these Silicon Valley rationalists, like Richard and Anya that talk about like, um, you know, countries have to become rootless cosmopolitans that have no sense of history at the same time to the left of them, the people that are pro immigration on the left, they, all they do is obsessed with history as well. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't You've got to, you got to, you got to play, got to play the game. Exactly. Got to play yeah. the game. Cause remember you have no, no roots, no nope. nothing. That's it. That's all you got. But but at the same time, it's all we're, all we do is obsessed with roots and history. And yeah. To some extent. I mean like, well, and I mean like, it's like, like Thomas's uh, comment on my, on my thing. Like I, I think that the technol technological aspects of how we understand history and time has been totally wiped to where, I mean, he's dead and, I mean, you know, good riddance. But, I mean, like, Gore Vidal was right with respects to the whole United States of Amnesia thing. Like, mm -hmm. how the hell does anyone have memory now, you know, or any concept of history? Like, it's all, again, like, you have these, like, this, like, liberal monomyth that everything is about World War II and Hitler. Yeah. And then, you know, some, and we can vaguely remember 9-11. Or colonialism. 9 or colonialism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, 
Do you remember what the biggest issue of 2001 was prior to 9-11? Chat, does anyone know? Oh, that summer? Um... Yeah, that summer. Does anyone remember what the biggest hot-button political issue was of George W. Bush's first term in office prior to 9-11? Terry Schiavo? No. It was about stem cell research and fetal stem cells. Oh, cell. yeah, Dolly. Yeah, Dolly. <laughs> and the whole the yeah. whole thing about... That went by the wayside. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Barack Obama would reverse it. But I mean... Hmm. Um, don't they have adult stem cells? They don't need fetal stem cells? Well, the, the, the stem cell stuff has ch changed. I, I, yeah. I don't know what it's called. It starts with like an I. No, but, but wasn't like the stem cell research thing just an extension of the abortion debate? Wasn't it really? Well, like, yeah, that, that's how yeah. we, that's how we did it was, um, uh, and I mean like the, the case has been over with respects to, to human, uh, yeah. I mean, Barack Obama had a lot of cases about this with like, um, Shirley B. Sebelius back in like 2012. Oh, and, Sebelius. I remember that one. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the embryonic stem cell, of course, has been like one of the most, um, the, the biggest issue there. I mean, then there's like totally potent stem cells. And I mean, like the, the, the technology has advanced, but I mean, like the big debate was like, listen, I get the pro-life position is, is what liberals would say, but like, we're, we're going to have scientists just like sit on their thumbs while the rest of the world goes ahead of us and even before bush even did his whole ban right the the fda was already writing regulations for how to do it which tells you the state doesn't do much in regards like the, the presidents don't do as much as we think that they do mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean it was just again right like so anyone else like you know 20 2001 like what were the other issues well outside of you know just off the waves of hanging chads in florida well stem cells you know that was it and then 9-11 yeah. happened and then it was all came over from there. Do you remember like the, the early like um, racial cultural war angle? Like the, you would have like the Yenna six, the Jenna six with like Al Sharpton. And then you had Terry, of course you had Trayvon Martin, you know, and then. Well, that was Obama. Trayvon but Martin I mean, like, like yeah. I mean, uh, George W. Bush, I, I mean, again, this is. He was I, spirit I, of a lot of racial issues besides Katrina. Like, yeah, was kinda, that was. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. I mean, cause like, his, Reagan had his more whole, racial issues, you know, when you think about it. When when the hell did that happen? I'm now looking that up. Hold on. Oh, the Genesis. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Reagan was in office still. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was thinking of um the uh Tawana Brawley case back in the 80s. Oh, what was that one? Uh a black woman falsely accused four white men of abusing and raping her for like five days oh yeah it got, and i mean that was back when al sharpton was a fat bastard and like morton downey jr informant. had them on to talk about it and he like defended the whole accusation and yeah wild stuff um anyway no i'm sorry i'm getting confused jesse jackson was the fbi informant <laughs> yeah. yeah but al sharpton used to be such a fat fuck <laughs> that was great yeah yeah. Um, yeah, apparently cocaine is good for you in that respect. Who knows? You know, like it um, was like Eldridge Cleaver. He be he was the head of the Black Panthers that became a unironic Reaganite. That was amazing. You know. Yeah, he was the Absolutely. Kanye West of our day. When you think about it, mm. not really. I'm well. You know, like Kanye came out for Trump, right? And then, anyways, um, let's stop uh, mentioning that. Shall I we? Uh, I, I haven't listened to his new album. I mean, I, I'm not a. I should listen to Kanye. But... Speaking of music, apparently uh, our friends Dan Baltzik and Matt Pegas are, are reviewing or talking about the Insane Clown Posse. Like they're oh really? They have a new episode of New Right, so I'm kind of excited to dive into that after the show. <laughs> well, apparently Violent J got canceled. Really? 
Yeah, for miners. So, oh wow, coal miners. Who would have? Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that back in the early two thousands, you could be you could get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they gonna? I hope they cover that one part where they were in WCW and Mike Awesome almost killed Shaggy by throwing him off of a bus they had near the ring. It's mm. crazy. He fucking planted him. It was great. Oh, man. It was great. I actually, I really liked uh, when ICP had a Juggalo Championship Wrestling and and uh, Shaggy and Violent J, they were the commentators. They were the color commentary. That was funny. I remember that mm. one part where they got Vader. God rest his soul, by the way, to Leon White. He was he was a legend. Um, I remember yeah, <laughs> Shaggy and Violent J, they're like uh, a man that never misses a day at the gym never misses a day at the buffet and never misses a day at the bar. It's like all rolled into one. Kind, kind of based. Not going to lie. Based. Yeah. Kind of based. You have 400 pounds and you can move like a cat in the ring. Um, RIP to a legend though. Vader was one of the best, one of the best pure Haas uh, wrestlers in the world, man. Uh, the stuff he did in Japan was incredible. But anyways, enough about wrestling. Maybe next week we'll talk about wrestling. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. Oh, cover. Oh, do you want us to cut co- Robin? Do you want to give Prude a super chat to cover the Vouch? Dr- What's there to say about the Vouch drama? Turkey Tom did a video. Tom I mean, Tom Darden cares. I, by all means, donate uh, yeah. and send your super chat. I'll, I'll talk about chat. it. So, I mean, send it via entropy. It's always better. It takes less. Oh, but do you have any take on the Ben Shapiro? Like, my take was just that even if you were to bracket the racial issue, it doesn't make sense for conservatives to not care well, about that, mass immigration. I mean, conservatives should care regardless of, of the racial or ethnic issue. I mean, right, the, right. the values don't match up. It hurts you demographically, economically, and politically. And conservatism as itself, as it exists in the United States, is fundamentally anti-immigrant in terms of a patronage system. So mm-hmm. unless conservatives became the party of Gibbs for everyone else but, like, white people, then, yeah. you know, because, like, what is white people Gibbs? It's it's baby boomers aging out and on Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. That's mm-hmm. it. This is why we'll never touch social security because like until the boomers die off and then maybe we will, but until then, right? Like there's two different divides and it's just not going to happen. I mean, economically, politically, national security wise. Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't be, you should be anti-immigration, but again, that's a whole laundry basket of issues that sadly are unfortunately never going to be addressed. But, um, what VTuber Robin? What V? There's VTuber drama. There's VTuber know. drama. I don't watch VTubers. Mm. The only VTuber I watch is Patrician TV. There you go. No, but so my- I, I can't yeah. tell you what drama there is there outside of the whole Never Knows Best drama, which I, yeah. I, I I've already talked about a little bit. But, but no, but like the thing with Ben Shapiro is that my my point was that like you know you could have facts and figures. It was a small Twitter rant, but it's like if you were to bracket the racial differences. Mm-hmm. And you were to just focus on culture and focus on the economic problems of having mass immigration. Um, culture still has a genesis. Some, oh, two, okay, two. We'll talk about two, Matt, a little bit. Uh, culture has a genesis. I don't know anything somewhere. about that either. So I can't. No it's, comment. He, d- no he comment. died of an overdose. And the last thing he saw in this life was an Overwatch screen. Wow, that's really depressing. And yeah. Wasn't don't, he like a drama streamer? Like, what would Too Mad don't do? do? I didn't drugs. know what Too Mad did. Don't do yeah, drugs, he, kids. That's all I can say. Um, he did. A, he did a prawn video with Belle Dolphine. Apparently, he's like this nerdy black kid that 
did a prawn video with Bell Delphine. So he died of an overdose on the air? I th- that, I don't think it was the... on the air, but they found him a few days later. He was playing Overwatch. Um, I don't think he died in air. I think he was just playing Overwatch and he died of an overdose. What did Tumad do? What was his shtick? He was like... He, what what did he do? Like he was just doing like IRL stuff. Like I I don't even know what half these YouTubers do. You know what I mean? I don't know what what is the content? What is the meta of the content? R- referring back to what I had God said rest earlier. His soul, we by all, the way. I'm not we, bashing him. God rest his soul. You know. He didn't as I had, as I had said earlier, at the end of the day, we all live in our own separate unique bubbles. There is no mass public consciousness anymore about history, yeah. pop culture, or politics so it's you know you tell me hey some streamer died well that's unfortunate i guess people really death. hated him again again i don't know anything about it i'm You're not gonna comment grave. i'm not commenting on the death of somebody that i don't know about in the yeah. discussion i'm not talking about it. but you know who did get arrested and executed ian miles chung no i'm kidding he didn't get arrested maybe pray pray he gets no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, 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 kidding. it's just a joke just a joke just a joke but if the Malaysian government wanted to arrest Ian Miles Chong, they could. They could. But um, I fucking hate Ian. I think he's the worst caller I'm in the world. The perfect embodiment of of, of yeah. Con Inc. like Reagan conservatism. Like we outsourced our talking points to some guy in Malaysia. Like you fucking traitor. Like yeah, fuck you him, know. Man. Like oh wow. Like and I thought everything was made in China or whatever. And it's just like um. You know, like oh now, and he swatted Andy Worski and all that. He swatted a lot of people actually, but um, there you know, it's well, maybe funny we should. It's a shame that it's yeah. a shame Ian Miles Chong doesn't live in the United States because if so, I would just use his name and like residence to sign him up for refugee resettlement. <laughs> no, because there was that cultured man account that did that thread that blew up on on all of his sorted crimes, like which is I mean you could go to Kiwi Farms and um, yeah yeah and, and uh you know research but like he would uh he he wrote news articles for these like he would like write these fucking cool news articles on gamergate or whatever and he would get paid for each view so as one of the top reddit moderators i believe he was the most popular reddit moderator that they kicked off he would like boost his own content for money and he would do all this stuff like (laughs) sorry excuse me it was just like incredible the scams he was pulling off on Reddit and they had to ban him. But um anyways, I'm about- kind of I'm kind of impressed, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But anyways, my point about the the Ben Shapiro thing was that like even if you were to just like look at cultural difference, right? Like at the end of the day, um things don't operate in a very mechanistic way that a lot of conservatives like Ben Shapiro think where people come to, like it's the magic dirt thesis in other words yeah which is stupid where like you come here and you get educated and you become a rootless western or whatever whatever but also when it comes to the other side of that which is this natural conservative thing it doesn't matter because even if you were to bracket racial differences there still is a lot of material conditions which the democrat party and most liberal pro-immigration forces in the west are very keen at exploiting they're very good at realizing that when it comes to gibbs when it comes to being a precariat that's going to a new country you don't know the language you need social services they're gonna 
they're going to go to the limits. They know yeah. how to exploit it. You know, well, like, so, like I said, yeah. one side is a better patron to immigrants than the other is. That's... Exactly. What does Ben Shapiro? I should have mentioned this in the thread. I was going to, but then you know, when you're writing, you kind of forget certain things. Yeah. yeah. What does Ben Shapiro's ideology offer to the huddled masses yearning to breathe? At the end Nothing. of the day, Nothing. what what does basic bitch conservatism offer? Nothing. 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 Oh, put you pull up by your bootstraps and uh, you know, I smoke cigars and you know, it's like even like the conservative parts they like you with. can't help but play into yeah. like the libtard idea of like what an evil like fuck you, I've got mine conservative looks like. Exactly. You know, like yeah. I'm sorry, dressing up like the liberal liberal idea of like a, a, a con ink like bond villain. Like, yeah, like I hate I, I hate to say it, but like optically speaking, like oh yes, we're these great enlightened intellectuals. Let me huff my own farts and like blow coke out of a hooker's ass or whatever. It's just like, all right, cool. Enjoy your TPUSA conference. There's like a million other migrants that are going to go yeah. sign up for some progressive organization that gets resettled in your neighborhood. Like, it's there's, like not much, no, there's not, there's not yeah. much to say. I don't have, there's not, there's nothing there. There's nothing to say. Exactly. No, because that's at the end of the day, when you actually like listen to Ben Shapiro, not that I would recommend it, it's like there really is nothing there. Like conservatism in America for like years now, there's nothing there. And so when the left accuses them of like intellectual bankruptcy or whatever, they're kind of correct. They're kind of correct. Like what is there? Like besides like when you read Thomas Sewell, you read a few like Fox News best-selling books by these retards. Like, I shouldn't say retard, but like, you know. I've um, already said it like three or four times yeah. to you. It's too no, late. Like, any Fox News publication book that's recommended, like, read, I don't know, like, what intellectual heft is there, right? So, at the end of the day, I know I shouldn't mention his name, because just in case, right? But like, when, for example, when Nick Fuentes, when he accuses these people of having, uh, like, an empty take, about yeah. the Putler interview, like Biden's stupid, Putin sounds smart. I agree with him. That's a cool take. That's like, why was he smart? Was he correct about Russian history? Yeah, why did he sound that way? Yeah, exactly. Like that, like, so when people like that, uh, the fucking Dutch farmer girl, what's her name? Emma. Ava, whatever. Ava, milk, blub, Ava, Vladen. Pick me, pick me, pick me. You know, <laughs> yeah, or like uh, Ava Pick Kirk Me Brook or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or like Charlie Kirk, whoever. When they have a take, or or Agent Poso, when they have a take about like, oh, Putin sounds really smart compared to Biden. That's not a fucking. That's not a real take, right? So Fuentes is correct, right? But then he goes on to say that you know Spencer was correct, like you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, not yeah. let's not mention. I'm not casting shade on whoever, right? But I am casting shade on Richard Anania. I am casting shade on Richard Spencer. You know, the two Richards, the terrible R's, right? The, the terrible R's, the two R's. Right? Yeah. yeah. Retard, retard. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm having too much fun. Um, but no, but I'm saying that, you know, he is correct. Fuentes is correct to say that. It is an empty take, right? So when you listen to people like Ben Shapiro talk about like natural conservatives or immigration or whatever... It's like they talk about oh about crime and they talk about um oh yeah they'll they'll do that whatever. like really fucking yeah. sneaky oh well the native born population commits more crime than immigrants I'm like take black people out of that equation and get back yeah. to me there like exclude blacks and then we'll talk 
Like you, you sneaky little fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, natives commit more crime than anyone else, and I'm just like, um, I'm sorry, 1460. What you know, like. No, huh? but, but it's the same with anything. It's the same like Matt Walsh about like, what is a woman or whatever. It's all empty takes. It's all like, it, even when Ben Shapiro used to debate libtards like that are like fucking college yeah, yeah. students. It's all, it's, like, it's all watered down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And so conservative like media, like Daily Wire, ask Ben Shapiro. It, it's like, when you listen to them, it's like, what can I listen to? What can I get out of Ben Shapiro? that I could have gotten when Rush Limbaugh was alive. You would have gotten more right? out of Rush Limbaugh than... You would have gotten life. more out of Rush Limbaugh, probably. Yeah, exactly. Rush Limbaugh would have at least made you laugh. 100%, yeah. That's all I can say. Doesn't Ben Shapiro still do, like, two hours of radio a day? I think so. They all have to do it, because radio is, like, the god of conservatism, right? Is fucking talk radio, right? Yeah. But what can I get out of, like, just reading... If you want, like, real political takes, right... Where do you go? What do I like? What can I get out of Ben Shapiro that I can't get in and more out of like reading um, James Kirkpatrick's Twitter feed or watching a 15 minute Orrin McIntyre video? Because that's it. You're going to get more from that. Orrin can do in 15 minutes what it takes three to two, two to three hours of talk radio for Ben Shapiro to do every fucking day of his life. I'm not just saying that because he's our friend, right? But I'm saying, like, if you want, like, actual political critique, and I know people accuse Orrin of being a cooler or whatever, whatever, who cares, right? But I'm saying, like, what can I get out of Ben Shapiro that I can't get by watching old videos of Michael Savage owning libtards from California by being funny and being and yelling and being yeah. interesting? And it's like, it's over. It's over. Like at the end of the day, what do you need Matt Walsh for? Okay. Okay. I can't bash him too hard because occasionally Matt Walsh will have a viral tweet that owns, that makes the libs mad. Okay. You've made the mid. I what? think we're beating a dead horse. I think we are. But um, Michael Savage was pretty entertaining back in the day. That's true. Remember that, like the, he had like this fat black woman on welfare call him up one time. He's like, you need to be respectful. And he got so fucking Speaking angry. of fat black women, Fanny Willis has been on the stand for like the last hour since we've been on the show. And, really? Uh, yeah. Black, black women be talking and our white asses should be sitting down and listening. It's so But bad. I thought they were too tired to talk. I got... <laughs> <laughs> remember like the, the, the black, black women, women be talking and they'd be tired. Yeah. Uh, I simply, yeah. I, I, I said it's the ethnic spoil system on display because she's like, Nathan Wade's a southern gentleman, me not so much. And she's trying really hard. Like, she's basically saying, I kept that money. I kept, like, thousands of dollars in cash. Who and is this woman? Not, uh, Fannie Willis is one of the people that is trying to prosecute Trump. Oh, is she that, like, deranged yes. woman in New York? Uh, I don't know if she's, where is she? I think, she, is she from New York? Fannie Willis. Like she keeps... No, she's a, no, no Fulton, Fulton County, Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. She keeps trying to sue Trump in every state or whatever. No, like, no, she's, she's no, she's the one that's part of the Georgia election racketeering prosecution case. Oh, I'm and she's on, she's on the witness stand because her conduct is unbecoming and everything like that. And you know, I'm not on trial. These people are on trial for stealing an election. I'm on the side of democracy, and part of me is laughing my ass off because oh, the, Trump stole I, the election. Is that what he's, he's people, saying? Uh, uh, yeah, but she's just she's just it's it's a stereotypical black woman. 
just talking about like, you know, like she's done. I didn't do nothing wrong. You know, I'm here getting the big bad guy and I'm laughing my <laughs> ass off because I thought to myself, you know, I think about the whole election stuff. I just think to myself, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to fuck, fuck it up. So hard. But no, no. And I, I've said this, I've said this in, in public and private conversations. I said, they're going to fuck it up because there's going to be some minority judge or DA or prosecutor that is so trigger happy and is so hungry to be the one that got Trump for like the, the cred that they're going to, they're going to they're gonna make fundamental mistakes. Yeah. And I think this is it. I think it's coming true. I yeah. think this is finally happening, but I mean, everyone the is, Democrat yoss, parties in everyone's yas queening her. And it's just like, yep, yeah, black women be talking. And this is the world that I live in. And I live in a shit show of an ethnic spoil system. Are and they gonna have terrible people. kitschy pangs of her like they did with Ruth Bader Ginsburg? You can watch it live right now. Oh my god! And it's like I think the judge is white or whatever, and or like whoever's asking her questions, and it's just like he's tired because he's talking to someone who just fundamentally isn't at the same like level on the standard deviation of the bell curve to deal with it. What's so, her last name? Um, Fanny F A N I Willis W I L L S. Fanny Willis. You can go look it up. It's it's the most stereotypical thing that you can find. That's like Wesley Willis. Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh, it's F A N I. Oh, yeah, she's oh, thirty two thousand views just for this crap. They turn the fucking fuck you CBS turning the comments <laughs> off. Can you imagine the comment set the 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 stream comments for this? Oh, I can imagine it'd be much like what our chat is trying to do right now with an in tower. So don't do oh, that. Imagine, please. yeah, the imagine the towers. Yeah, <laughs> Fanny Willis. Well, I I've yet to see her here. Fanny Willis Wood. No, that's not a wood. There's plenty of attractive black women. It's just that Fanny Willis. I don't know. She's got the <laughs> mean. She's got the mean school lady vibe. This uh, this uh, this parody account goes. Just went to lunch with my eight year old daughter, and the Fanny Willis hearing was on TV. Daddy, why are these white attorneys attacking two strong black lawyers who are trying to protect our democracy? Oh we hugged, God. and the entire restaurant erupted <laughs> in applause. Oh, I can just. <laughs> I my mean, it, my ten month old said, yeah I know yeah. my my ten month old said trans rights are human rights I couldn't be so more proud of my daughter or whatever that I'm soon going to transition um, really geo name three name three what Ga 90s Gabriel Union um, 90s uh, Gabriel Union from like Neo Ned yeah I, <laughs> yeah why not well, listen I I wouldn't like you know I don't whatever I mean but. But obviously, I mean, no. I'm sure yeah. there's, yeah, but there's obviously, you know, no Ethiopian women or whatever, but you know, you know, my GF is, I was gonna make an Irish joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. I'm dating a black woman, Irish, <laughs> black Irish. <laughs> Jesus, I love how, like, either like when it comes to like the far right on Twitter. Or like on Telegram, the joke is either like Irish people are black or like Italians are black. <laughs> can we, uh, Gio? Can we? Can we get to the end? Did the Irish actually have the most amount of uh, N? You know the 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 Step Warrior. Um, you mean R1B? R1B. Yeah, they have the most amount out of all Europeans. So they're not, you know, they're the real Hyperboreans. The Irish. Can we get to the end? Oh, I'm listening to her right now. She's like, I paid for the hotel. What's this hotel thing she's talking about? Paying she was for? in a relationship allegedly with the other attorney. 
Oh my god. We can talk about it next week. This is like Kamala Harris territory. Gio, it's 415. I want to go. I want to be done. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, but one last order of business. Um the Vouch thing. What's there to talk about Vouch? Nothing. 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 He's a it's, pervert. It's, 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 it's as dead of a horse as the horses that turn him on. Like, I'm not interested. Small cut goblin. Like, when he yeah. said that, I'm like, bro. Like, this literally... It, 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 do you remember that one tweet from... Um, I think it was by Ulrich. Uh, where it's like, when people talk about, like, these internet second, phenomenon. It's, it's literally like when people say, um, like, little grok rizzed up livy done it's like it's it just passes one year out the other it's like what the fuck is a shortcut goblin okay if you know the words shortcut goblin you're you're not gonna make it you're never going to see saint peter's gates okay Vouch is never seeing the pearly gates ever so <laughs> prue just laughed your age quit <laughs> Um, no, but it's quite fascinating how, uh, I even like left it, like, except for like Keffels or whoever, even leftists are canceling Vouch. It's hilarious. It's amazing. Um, going for, <laughs> like the way he had to like coldly describe his prawn that he put on the, it was, you know, he's like, no, 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 it wasn't borderline illegal. It was a shortcut, you know, shortcut goblin. Like, I can't get that out of my head. Shortcut goblin. Like, if you know the meaning of those words, I don't even know the meaning of those words. And I've, I don't, I I've don't either, but like, add the word groiper at the end. Yeah. Just shortcut goblin groiper. And then he just like constantly harasses the Vosh accounts. Um, Prude, am I gaming tomorrow night? Or, yeah, I, I guess I am. Why not? You asked for it. I'll do it. Why not? Hopefully my internet won't be as shitty as last time. But uh, yeah, no, there's nothing. Like I said, is anyone surprised? Like, the dude's a degenerate leftist pervert. Yeah, they all he watches are. porn, and it's right next to his taxes. Like, what the fuck? At least hide it from a few or a few files, you know. You know, at least have it labeled as like homework or something. You know, man, like, Fanny Willis is walking out. She looks defeated as fuck. Like it, she looks defeated. She's tired. Black she's women are tired. tired. Black women are tired, Gio. Black women are tired. But it's not even like that That she's a black woman. It's like if it was anybody persecuting Trump that fucked up, it's like, what are you doing? Like, what is the Democrat Party doing? They can't even slay the dragon effectively. Short short stack. That's what it was. Short stack yeah. thick. Short, short stack, stack thick goblin breaker. That's <laughs> someone. It's, it's the account. Go make it. It's yours. Take it here. Take, Take it. it from here. Take it's it. Like, Take it. No, but it's Take funny because it. there was a clip that someone posted under that video where it was, I think it was, I think it was, um, Kagaya's top gal, you know, that account. No, I don't. Oh, yes, video. yes, yes, I do. Yeah, we're I like, love, I love this. I'm not even unsurprised. I'm anti surprised. I'm going to start saying <laughs> that. Every, I'm going to start saying that when I'm on Oren's channel because, like, the running gag is like, well, are you surprised the liberals are doing this? No, Oren, I'm not. I'm not yeah. surprised. In fact, I'm anti surprised. I'm going to start saying that. Where Vosh is accusing a VTuber of having a quote unquote Austrian painter audience. And and he's like, of course that VTuber is a cure because that's getting views from far right people. And far right people are, are cheese pizzaists. It's like, well, you know, no, I will admit though. Okay, like, I, will like, say. I, I did say this on your Telegram chat a while ago. People like these 
freaks uh, yeah. love to throw stones in glass houses because it distorts the reflection of their ugly visage. So they don't have to see themselves yeah. in the mirror. 100%. So, uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm anti-surprised. I'm yeah. anti-surprised, Geo, that these people are are fat, disgusting freaks with uh, yeah. needs that required the worst aspects of humanity. I'm not surprised. I'm anti-surprised. Yeah, the fact that he had lolly too. That was really that was the kid. Wait, those are kids. Those are oh, child. You know, like uh, <laughs> um, I'll never get hired anywhere. Oh, uh, mm. that's okay. Yeah, you expected a good show. Yeah, you expected a good show. You expected a good time here at the Digital Archipelago. Oh my god. So instead of instead of instead of short subs, it should just be substack goblin <laughs> goblin. That's a good substack sub, name. Substack goblin griper. There you go. Thick substack goblin griper. There you go. That's a good substack name. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, we need a we need a five-hour patrician TV breakdown style <laughs> on Vouch being a pervert. That would be like no you know all these guys before they got famous all these bread tubers they used to fuck around in discord and talk about their fetishes all the time someone pointed that out in my comment section um they used to just talk about it openly but Is as soon it, as they got famous i'm, it was I'm, I'm anti-surprised yeah anti you wanted you wanted coal what do you think that meant papers essays no it meant, <laughs> it meant them watching fucking Fuck. i love that man that was that was the biggest larp like you know like antifa leftoid larp tweet ever that was oh like... well it, it's like the it's like the donnie darkened guy he's a black guy from philly <laughs> jumps the anti you know you know who i think he got that from you know who i think he got that he got that from pastor manning because i remember pastor manning turned on trump and he's like he called him he called him tribulation trump he he started like floating the idea that uh Trump oh was man that 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 dis that dispensationalist yeah <laughs> so donnie darkened probably was watching common filth back in 2015 then yeah. he learned about pastor manning then pastor manning snake trump talked about him as tribulation trump, yeah, yeah. and it's like the chain of schizoism i'm anti-surprise and sub stoked yeah there you go so true well, so because true. really, Common Filth led, I think, a far-right coalition away from racism. Because as you know, he had, a, he had a very prolific falling out with TRS. He used to go on their shows. But then he was starting to sound the alarm on... Like, I, I don't know if they're valid or not, but he had certain allegations against TRS. So Common Filth created a sort of anti-racist version of far-right thought that was explicitly against any form of like sexual degeneracy and had a lot of like non-denominational. Really, there's something really funny about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are allegations that, I mean, Colin Phil is still around. He's still, he's still on Odyssey and Bitchute. He like goes for hours and hours and he, he has a lot of very, uh, very bad things to say about the Orthodox church as well, which is funny because a lot of orthos watched common filth back in the day. Um, Geo, are you ENTP or ENFP? I am INFP. I am an INFP. I am an art F slur. I don't think I've ever taken that test. Yeah. $10 per $10 per 40 minutes. Oh uh, man, we're like Geo ranting and still screen cap approved with a <laughs> I should do that next content minded. I should do that. Just just how you would be it would be, like, 
It would be like um, uh, Clint Eastwood at the RNC in 2012. With the chair? Yeah, and it's just like the... the, Obama, um, are you here? Obama, are you here? No, he's silent. He's there in the chair. And then she'll be like, see, Brood? See? And it's just like the fucking Wojak that's just like right there. Oh, that would be both really funny. That was like when Vince McMahon talked to God that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that clip from... It was, I think it was SmackDown or was it Raw? I have actually seen that clip only because I've seen it get reposted on Twitter.com. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't believe... Look at the assortment here. INTJ. Is there any other fellow INFPs in the chat? Incredible. You know what? You know what? The next... The net IHOP chud here. I am an IHOP chud. I love the International House of Pancakes. Um yeah, that's pretty good. No, 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 no. But like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what? I will take this stupid. Is what's it called? The Myers Briggs test. Yeah. You know what? We'll do it. We'll do it live on air next week. Nice. I've, I've never taken the test, so we can find out exactly what I am tomorrow or next next Thursday. I will do. I will do this stupid Myers Briggs test live yeah. on the Digital Archipelago. Uh, well, how long like take? four people that are INFPs? How long does that test take? Like what, 20 minutes? Yeah, like 15 minutes. 15 even. minutes? Great. We'll do it live on air next week. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who's more entertaining back in the day? Be- um Bill O'Reilly at his prime or Ben Shapiro? I mean, I don't I even ask these questions. The the we the know white, the answer. The white guy wins. Sorry. It's Bill O'Reilly. It's Bill O'Reilly. He generally was entertaining, though. I mean, he may have. Like I mean, a, he got and he got uh, like and he got me too, but that never stopped him from uh, yeah. doing the doing. Uh, it's a long test. Hold on, hold on. How long? I how can't long believe that's what they be? got Vince McMahon for. Like it's about twenty to thirty minutes. Things. Okay, great. You could do it in twenty minutes. Um, Respond to every item, answering the questions as spontaneously as possible. Oh, okay. Then yeah, this will be easy. Oh, I see. Lou Templar gave a super chat. I had a DM from somebody. I'm not going to reveal who that asked me like can you tell lou templar to stop arguing like a bitch and i'm like what what's this over so so who messaged you the hellenist no 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 it was someone else like i mean lou templar always gets into these e-fight e-slap fights i don't know that's entertaining it makes i have to get back to gabe too fuck i keep forgetting we gotta do the fish tank episode of content oh yeah and i'm doing something with them next month on their on their show we're gonna talk about um my confession does uh the guy Mark Marlowe do interviews? You know, the Jackalopians? He should. Yeah, I think he follows us. Yeah, he does. I've been reading the Jackalopians. That's a, that's oh, fun. by the way, if you want to donate to my Patreon, uh, this is a good incentive. Where the hell is it? Oh, I had to drop $240 to get these. $240? $240! So you better subscribe to patreon.com slash giant productions. I better see a new patron on my email. I got all three, which I probably should have just got the one, but I, I, I did it for the meme. I got all three. Oh, that's another research book. That's um, of Jonathan Bowden's art books, which I mean, two of them are just his comics, which are kind of like raunchy and, uh, he does an Iron Man comic that he drew back in the 60s. But uh, yeah, I got all three of Jonathan Bowen's art books from Lulu. So, um, well, there you go. There you go. I'm going to review them. I mean, I wanted to write a book about outsider artists on the right. 
So, um, yeah, but I got all three of them and they cost a pretty penny. And so please patreon.com slash genre productions. Oh, oh, and by the way, by the way, I have to mention this, uh, because, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's an absolutely terrible thing, but uh, did you hear about Keith Woods? Oh, that he's been basically deplatformed everywhere. Well, except for subscribe stars. So except subscribe for, well, stars. Subscribe star is kind of like the the last yeah payment processor of refuge. Well, well, he was on Buy Me a Coffee, and then this, uh, which I shall not name, this fucking guy from, uh, I think Media Matters. It was yeah. the same guy that clipped Patrick Casey off of you. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's a Media Matters guy. Yeah, he, so they, uh, they, they clipped him there too. Yeah, he writes uh, an article about Keith Woods, and then all of a sudden deplatform from uh buy me a coffee and yeah, he um, basically got deplatformed fucking everywhere is he still on youtube though yeah keith woods is still on youtube oh thank god i'm actually shocked he's still on youtube i'm also equally very surprised yeah um that yeah. he hasn't been uh that he's been hasn't so, been off there. you know the thing is i mean if people have various like listen listen as you know i don't like to get into drama but um and I know that uh, a lot of people that are friends of ours do not like Keith Woods, but you know, Keith Woods has always been decent to me. And uh, I think what happened to him is generally terrible. And I think uh, if you're a fan of Keith Woods, uh, it, it would, it would behoove you to follow him on other platforms. Yeah. Cause Lord, Lord only knows. I mean, even, even if he's still on Twitter, right? Like yeah. even with how Elon Musk is, we've noticed that he's banned other people. Like yeah. if, if you are yeah. someone that disagrees with the status quo in any way, shape or form, you are going to, you are on limited time. Or if you disagree, if you talk vocally about it, and if you're vocal does, about yeah. it, you are even more on limited time. Like, yeah. I mean, Geo and I, one of these days, will probably get banned from here. You know, like everyone's time is That's, limited. Don't, I mean, knock, God, don't knock, say knock, that. Knock on wood, but I mean, everyone's days on these platforms. Is oh, it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Um, oh, him and Leather Apron Club got hit from Buy Me Coffee. Not does not surprise Fuck. me. Um, you so, have yeah. to realize something, okay? Like, listen, listen, okay. How am I going to say this? Because I know people are going to get offended at this. But okay, okay, listen, I know Keith Woods is aligned with a certain faction that doesn't like certain other faction, right? We all know. We all know. But the one thing that Keith Woods is doing that I think is noble is that you have to realize that turning Irish nationalism rightward was literally for, for centuries an impossible task. Yeah. Impossibility to turn Irish nationalism rightward. But Keith Woods doing that, or at least contributing heavily to doing that, that's like, that's incredible. That's like something else. To to drift Irish nationalism rightward? Come on, introspection. You know that Irish nationalism it had like, you know, a Marxist or, like not a Marxist, but a socialist bent, right? And then they exploit, like, Certain groups like Sinn Féin, like, again, I'm not as educated as my GF is, but, like, groups like Sinn Féin have always exploited that to, like, turn Irish nationalism into a perversion of itself, an inverted form, which is, like, now you get, like, I'm an Irish nationalist, but I'm, like, you know, let's bring in the migrants or whatever, right? 
Yeah. But like Irish, you know, for Keith Woods to have a different framework that is Irish nationalism, but anti-immigration and rightward, that's like that was impossible up until you know recent times. The last ten years certainly has been impossible. So, whatever disagreement you have with Keith Woods, you know, I have my disagreements with him on a lot of things. Um, I don't know. My help position is. My position is the same with anyone, whether it's James Kirkpatrick or Keith Woods or or, mm. or, or anyone that we commonly associate with. It is unfortunate to see them banned. And yeah. it is uh, proof that if you're loud and you're vocal and you are effective at your messaging, whether you disagree with that message or not, like they're going to come after you in any way, shape or form that they can. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're a fan and of his I work. I disagree with Keith Woods as well and what he believes in. But, you know, I mean, I, I well, in the same way I have disagreements with BAP or anyone yeah, else, like, you same. know. It, yeah. I don't want to see them like destroyed financially. I, I don't yeah. wish to see financial ruin for people that question the status quo and the mythology that rules over us. Yeah. Uh, I'm that simple and straightforward on that issue. Well, it affects all of us at the end of the day. Yeah, it does. You know, you could hate Keith Woods and say, you know what? Fuck Keith Woods. Um, he deserves it. Cause fuck him. But like at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, uh, would Gumroad kick BAP off one day if there were certain people that hated? Well, there is certain people that hate BAP that you know. Um, is YouTube going to kick us off? Uh, is Patreon yeah, going to kick me off know. one day, like they did with maybe. Sargon and and uh, Lauren Southern? Hey, I don't like Lauren Southern, but like, did I think that she deserved to get booted off a of Patreon? No. Um, I don't like fucking Med Gold, as you people know. But Med Gold was banned recently. Out of all people that were banned under Elon. Like he must have been master. I hope he gets his account back. I know that the Twitter system is better for um, being responsive, but you know I don't agree with Meg Gold being banned, even though I hate him and I think he's a caller and I think his message is corrosive. Um, I don't think he should be banned, right? Because like, is his message more destructive than the next guy? Maybe I don't know. It's not for me. It's for God to judge, not me. But um. No, I think that's terrible. I don't think Keith Wood should be kicked off of Buy Me a Coffee or Patreon. Like, even if you disagree with him, like, I don't think Bab should be kicked off of Gumroad. Like, I, you know, I mean, I think this is one thing that we should rally against. It's, um... Yeah, I mean, this is why I don't uh, give anyone money on Patreon. It's, I mean, the whole... Well, you know, I mean, James, you can support me on, on, on Substack. I mean, all my episodes are on Substack as well. Only $5 a month. Oh, there um, you go. So there you go. All right, Gio. I'm going All to the right. goddamn super chats, whether you like it or not. Steve, those super chats. I'm I'm assuming you're getting some on entropy as well. You're getting more on entropy. Yeah, 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 All yeah. Right. All right, well, well, we'll start with the ones that are here. Um. All right, here we go. Creeper Weirdo, $5 US. He says, why is so much conversation around AI art so crap? Also, have you guys seen Shadiversity's arguments in favor of AI art? It's so bad. Um, I've, I've I have not seen his takes. Our good friend Reagan Lodge debated him recently. I have to watch it, but apparently Reagan Lodge destroyed him. So, well, I'd, I'd have to watch the debate, but no, I haven't yeah. seen it. Um, it's all cool. It's like it's not. It's listen. AI art is a nothing burger, in my opinion. But there you go. The only interesting take I've ever seen on it is is that it will force artists to be less shitty. It will promote fine arts again, and it will destroy uh, shitty, uh, like fucking graphic designers and illustrators that have Wacom tablets. That's what it, that's who AR affects. It's not going to affect fine art people or yeah. craft people. It's or, going to affect or, people 
Yeah. Or people who do sculpture or anything like that. Yeah. Like Fen Devere's is never going to get fucked over by AI, right? No. Like, um, but your 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 typical Cal Arts artist that works for commercials or Cartoon Network, they're screwed. They're done. They're in trouble. They're done. And that'll force them Vizzy to either Pop, get better. It's coming for you, Vizzy Pop. So true. AI is coming for you. <laughs> no, Creeper kidding. weirdo for two dollars. This Gamergate gave us Sargon. Let that sink in. Exactly. Just wanted to play video games. Just, just want to play video, video games. games. I oh, I wasn't. A and now, now was... look at what you've done. I just wanted to play video games. You know, like it's over. It's over. Um, and now he's got a multi, you know, media business. I don't know how much it's worth. I'm can't believe he's... Sargon doesn't respond to our emails. I, I can't believe that Sargon of Akkad is like a, a genuinely like well-respected British like multimedia like entrepreneur. Who would have fucking guessed ten years ago? He had to dig himself <laughs> out of the gutter too, man. I mean, imagine going back ten years ago and the guy that's doing this week in stupid is now like a respectable face of like and the destroying British, UKIP uh, of the British normie right. Like that's yeah. kind of crazy to think about. They called him uh, far right. They they had that woman on who was a politician who was actually assaulted. Who he said that I wouldn't even you know what to. <laughs> Jess Phillips, yes. Jess Phillips, yeah. Who would have who would have guessed? Oh my god, who would have guessed? Yeah. Um, but carrying on, uh, Brett Taylor for five dollars U.S. says he who looks into the abyss dollars. realizes there's nothing looking back at him. You understand, but the abyss, the shit the abyss, shit abyss. means deep stuff. The shitabus. Um, Not another night of the shitabus, Mr. Leahy. <laughs> there you go. I presume that, that was a reference I was missing other than him uh, making fun of Nietzsche. Uh, John Carter uh, says, I'm not even sure. I don't know if I can put that one on. Um, I'm not sure I can. can. Yeah, you I'm, probably can. I'm not going to put it on, John, but uh, basically in a room with Hanani, Hanani Spencer, Shapira, um, you either... You have certain needle with a certain substance. You have, you, have, you have certain terrible things that you can do to the, basically who do you want um who do you want in charge of the of the EIB microphone network? Who who of these three people who would you want to replace Rush Limbaugh with? Richard Hanania, Richard Spencer, Ben Shapiro. Oh god. They're That's all awful. Ter- That's terrible. They're all awful. That'll get us canceled by the left and the right for answering that one. Honestly, out of all three of them, I'd probably Spencer? get hun- it wasn't my answer, but yeah, sure. Oh. I, you, you, I, I would, I actually would have gone with giving Hanania the, the, um, the EIB microphone. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, he's a fa- he has a face made for radio. He's casually racist and he's snarky. I feel like he could do it. Yeah, but I think- better than better than Ben Shapiro, and I don't have to. I mean, listen, mm. all three of these guys hate like white evangelical boomer Christian voters anyway. So like. They hate Christians I, in general. Yeah, so like either which way you lose. Well, I like you people know my position. I'm I'm not exactly the biggest fan of Richard Spencer at all whatsoever. But um I think Richard, he can be entertaining and charming if he wants to be. But for he, pure he, entertainment value, he could be. for entertainment value, I'm taking Hanania. I would choose sorry. Spencer. I know you would choose Hanania, but uh I don't think Ben Shapiro, like, okay, bracket the fact that whatever, okay. Uh, I just don't think he's entertaining. I don't think Shapiro is like whiny and he's got like, he's a he rapper. Now. He's a rapper now. Yeah. Like it's not oh, only does he got, not only does he got compound interest, he's got compound rhymes, you know, it's over. <laughs> I think Spencer could like, in terms of like speaking to normie cons, if you were to like, I think Hanania would be a bit too much. I think Spencer could probably take the role of Limbaugh 
If it like, was 2016 Richard Spencer, I would agree yes, wholeheartedly. 2024 Richard Spencer, not so much. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Hanania would be. You need you uh, need someone who hasn't been fucked over yet. True. And uh, so far, Richard's the only one. Uh, can they, you all, imagine, can they all. They all. It doesn't matter. They all. Over? The EIB network to, to the um radio hour <laughs> on the EIB network. So, anyways, back to Hitler lives. Um, oh boy, Luthenplar for five dollars says Jay Bird and I have figured the competency crisis would cripple the court cases. So glad that that's happening. Yeah, I really did. I I, I told myself I was just like I, they're gonna they're gonna fuck this up with some. You know like, what would be a base happy. world legislation prude? What? Okay, you know you're talking about like NGOs that facilitate the the migrant crisis. Well, in America, you have RICO laws. And I think in Europe has similar RICO laws because they have organized crime and bikers that they've went after. If yeah. you were to like label these NGOs as human traffickers, there you go. RICO them. Someone had suggested that, some like state rep or congressman or whatever. We should. Yeah. Oh, that, that's not an original well, do, idea. Do, then, do yeah. that, but also like maybe, I don't know. Honestly, God, I think that the whole bat take about like if you just brought back IQ tests for employment. Mm. Uh, things would be pretty good overnight pretty quickly. So there you go. Do the same thing with judges. Yeah. Um, Luther again says, Hellenist and I decided to do a 23 and me together to end the argument. Um, Palm post soon to follow. Oh, oh my God. Go. I can't believe that. Uh, let, let, let the coal flow. Is it um, like 40% Ashkenazi or. I think it's like less that. than that, but again, we'll find, out. we'll find out with the 23 and me. We'll find um, out. If the Hellenist uh, actually is Colombian. <laughs> yeah oh man i didn't Um, get mad at the hellenist i know it's a shtick you know what i mean it's a everyone's got their everyone's got their shtick yeah Um, yeah if you uh, want a neo-pagan that doesn't hate christianity that's got some good takes tom rousel there you go survive the jive yeah Uh, i was i was gonna say i was gonna say james kirkpatrick because he he's oh he's a pagan yeah he's not christian at all like he's he's got his own take there uh, Raging Mandrill. There you go. I'll Dave Martell. Kirk- I'll take James Kirkpatrick. I'm naming base ta- pagans right now. Yeah. Dave Martell, Raging Man. You wouldn't take your good friend Raging Mandrill? No, because he views because he views Christianity in the same way that like r- rabbinical Jews do. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. I've never seen that side of him. Oh, I I do. Oh Anyways. My God. Um. Go, carrying over now onto the entropy chats. Uh, Owen Zelensky says, Happy late St. Valentine's Day. I'm happy to announce that yesterday my brother and his wife gave birth to a healthy baby girl. Thank nice. you all for all your prayers. My heart is full and overflowing. We are going to make it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, congratulations, Owen. Yeah, congratulations to your brother and your uh, sister-in-law there, Owen. I'm glad that you're an uncle to a healthy baby yeah. girl. Congratulations. Uh, Seneca for $3 US. Also St. Valentine's Day for me isn't until July. Um, Seneca for $3 US says, Happy Lent and a late Ash Wednesday, gents. May your Lenten season be one of growth and renewal. Also, congrats to Owen Zaleski uh, and his brother on the baby girl. Yes, um, congrats to Owen's brother. Uh, yeah, uh, Lent is kicked off for you Catholics, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I have a couple of weeks before that starts for us. When does it officially Whoa. start? Not until, well, Forgiveness Sunday is almost a month from today on the 17th. But meat fair starts the week before on the tenth. So Lent, I have I have less than a month until Lent starts for us in the East. Although next year it all falls in on the same day. Uh, 
th but thank you, Seneca. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for your comments on the Substack post I put out yesterday. Go check that out. It's called Reenchanted, um, the Prudentialist.substack.com. Soon it'll just be the Prudentialist.com because I bit the bullet and bought the do name domain name. Oh my god. Well, it helps. It supposedly gets past the um, Twitter throttling. Oh, maybe I should buy it then. That's why it, it's a one-time purchase of fifty bucks. So I just said, screw it. I'm doing it that way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, carrying on. Uh, Charlie Mackey for $20 American. Thank you, good sir. $20! Generous donation. He says, I wish I could catch the show live, but oh well. What are your predictions on what will happen as Gen Z transitions into adulthood? I am a Zoomer, and most of my generational peers are astoundingly ignorant and agreeable to the current regime's propaganda. Look at us millennials. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I would say that if you're a white guy and you're a Zoomer, I already know your politics more or less. Um, you're either a raging libtard or you're a raging right-winger. There's not a lot of in-between. The, the centrist died with millennials. Like yeah. 2016 killed the centrist. Whatever, yep. centrists are, whatever centrists are left are all Gen X or millennials. I don't know any centrist Gen Zers. I don't know any, any centrist Zoomers. You're either on one side or the other. So I, I expect things will be continuously polarizing. Um, you will be far more quick to be quote-unquote red-pilled uh, as you get into adulthood. And that you guys are either going to have to be like hustler, like hustling, yuppie kind of style capitalists if you want to make it, or you're going to to walk away from it all and sort Live of embrace poverty type of thing. And, and embrace neatdom. You know, yeah. like I, I don't see a big difference between the two. Um so that, that's my take. Uh, I, I'm not too sure what else can come from that, to be honest. Um, the, I think the fence post has kind of been like, uh, been um, sort of wiped out. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, actually, Robin, I am giving up uh, Lent. I'm giving up Twelve. I'm giving up Twitter for Lent. Oh so, my God, um, how are you going to do that? Uh, I'm just not going to log in. Oh my God. So yeah. But yeah, basic, basically that. I mean, I just don't see, uh, I, I just don't know where else the future will hold for that respect. Uh, Melisma for $5 US says, Prude watching Stein's Gate was definitely not on my 2024 bingo card. Yeah, I've, I've seen more anime than I admit publicly, but I like Stein's Gate. $5. Um, thank you for your donation. Uh, Sam153 for uh, $5 US says, Sneedy McSneed. Oh, well, speaking of Sneedy McSneed, I can go do this real quick because I haven't done this in a hot minute. There you go. Um, so there you go. Let's see here. Um, also, I can like use OBS to like give me the bigger version of that um, yeah. picture. I should do that. Anyways, yeah. uh, resuming back on to the <laughs> the Med Envy's the Anglo's Resolve, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because like the the meds are pretty more hardcore. I think when it comes to Lent, oh yeah, fasting and things like that anyways um uh not omegon for three dollars us he says uh prude sorry you had to find out about internet fetish words i'm not as uh innocent as people think that i am i already knew what those words meant short stack uh, um yeah uh geo uh have you ever talked about incel core and adjacent music mm. if so what is your favorite minus steak fry oh negative xp obviously i remember when uh he premiered the music video um during the content emmys for bad vibes that's like one of my favorites mm. um i haven't listened to much in cell core besides a negative xp uh one of my favorite songs is um the drug one what was it called uh side effects that was a great song um 
But no, I mean, I, I haven't talked extensively about Incel Core, but I believe um, me and uh, me and Catherine uh, touched. That could be a whole computer room episode. That could be a whole right computer. there. Well, they did a study on femcells recently that she's yet to send me. Uh, yeah. So we might do an episode on that. And uh, I love the get... rock I li live under. Oh, so true. Fuss. Nice. So true. So true. What, I, is some... steak fry good? Or is, it, is it steak fry or steak fry? Uh, I'm looking it up. Is it steak fry or steak? Dog yeah, it's uh, probably, probably steak fry. Yeah, steak fry musician. Nice. Okay, well there you go. Um, I mean, I, I, I like everything that takes on. I think like to avoid the crash. Steak fry, gift of it. suffering, full album, 2021. Nice. Thing. I mean, you, you have to avoid the like crass marketization where to like you know, fashion companies in New York have uh, shirts that say incel on it now. You know, it's like. I think like, you know, every we, we've sort of commoditized, like we've commoditized incel into like, yeah. uh, like, like grunge, like you were saying. Yeah. It's like grunge. Yeah. So I, can you imagine like hot topic, like in like five years from now, where it's just like, incel, core. you know, fem yeah. cell, like, you know, negative XP place in the fucking like <laughs> stereo ambience. And it's just like, it'll be right next to the bullet club shirts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you it'll go. be great. It'll be great. And like, there'll be, there'll be pictures of, um, Elliot Roger with like Supreme gentleman, but it's got the Supreme like front font. Yeah. Plus, you know, there, there's a vision of the world out there that could it'll be, be like the gangster out of Elliot Roger. Oh, with like all those like gangster like, like bling and yeah hood at hood hood hooded like you know not hooded but like the hood versions of, of like yeah. like Lunny like um of the Looney Tunes characters. Yeah, he's got. I'm a pretty sure. Lean. I'm pretty sure Hot Topic is out of like is bankrupt. Um, are they? I don't they still know. Have storage? Are they still around? Uh no, Hot Topic is still operational, but it's closed underperforming stores every year. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Well, there you go. My maybe, local mall has a Hot Topic. Maybe it will cool. die. I just want to walk into a Hot Topic and buy a Culver's t-shirt. T-shirt. Um, I'm sure yeah. you could. Uh, or maybe there are, does Culver sell t-shirts? Because like, yeah, uh, yeah. What a What a Burger has gotten into the merch game. In, into the Whoa. merch game. So like, you can buy What a Burger merch and boots and whatever. And I was like, I don't. No thanks. You know, like I don't hate, um, or I'm I'm not that big of a, like a, a brand identitarian to like buy fucking um, Whataburger merch. You know, you but, buy like, a you Bucky go, shirt though. Uh, I've bought a Bucky shirt for a friend, but I don't own one myself. Oh man, yeah. Too bad. Now they just sell Five Nights at Freddy's t-shirts to the surprise of no one. <laughs> Going to a Spencer's and you find a, a negative XP shirt. They, Could yeah. you imagine? Oh my god! That'd be really funny. That'd be super funny. Uh, that would then, be funny. Yeah, Whataburger got bought out by a non-Texan company. It's so over. Um, oh no! Oh, I've got. Well, it's not even Texan. I think it's more Oklahoman. But like for me, I got Brahms, so I'm I'm safe. I'm safe. Is Whataburger the Smash Burgers, or is that some? Under no, Whataburger's a whole thing. Smash Burger or something else. Oh, although Smash Burger fries are pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um. Oh, In and Out. I think I'm referring to In and Out. In and Out. Uh, the only thing I know about Whataburger is that it was in a Mia Khalifa. She did music. The porn star did music. That's so sad. Whoa. Uh, anyways, yeah. Apparently and she's just still say, doing prawn. That's what well, she's, got, she's, got to, she's got to support Palestine somehow. Yeah, there you go. She's got to support Palestine by engaging in one of the most... Is she a wood crude? Jewish, is she a fellas? Jewish, 
Is she a fellas? Yeah. If I had Freddie Steakburger, yes, I have. Oh no, the hit or miss song. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. I was like, that's not Mia Khalifa. That um, that's. Um... I want Thomas seven 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 dripping a hot topic. You want uh? Could you imagine like just like you know a Leon Degrell T-shirt at the oh, hot topic God. while like like a a, a a slow down reverb version of Erica plays as you walk into the hot topic. Yeah. And it's like you can take no, like little a dark ages playing in the background. Little dark age well. edits are playing in the background while like yeah. you... <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, the song's name is called Mia Khalifa. That's pretty funny. Um, is Mia Khalifa Wood Prude? No. No. Yeah. No. No. She and I uh she and I have the same alma mater, but no thank you. Whoa. Um she and I have the same goddamn degree. She looks kind of like I don't know, she's got a weird look to her. I grieve in stereo. I do. I truly grieve in stereo. There you go. Uh, last but not least, subject to change for three five dollars US. He says for three hours of content. Well, the average digital archipelago show is three hours long, but um, we started a little later. I had a job interview earlier today. So, um, Geo, what have you been up to? Where can people find you? What the hell have you been up to? Your links are down below in the description. But what's up? Oh, I just released episode of Mike of Paul. Talk about a lot of different things from Bojiard to Chris Chan and, uh, you know, printing guns and uh, a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, Mike of Paul, it was great. I have to record another episode with him. And uh, next week I'll record a solo variety show. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'll keep like maybe I'll have like the like tomorrow or Saturday. I'll release behind the paywall on Patreon and Substack. I'll release uh this rant I did in the Poodler interview when I go through this thread that Richard Hanania did. So I get pretty heated with that one. I got pretty steamed. Mm. Um, mm. Geo thinks Mia Khalifa has a weird look, but Huma Abedin is a wood. Well, John. God, that's so funny. That's so funny, John. Thank you. Oh, I needed man. that. That was, that, that was a good laugh. Um, but yes, uh, Geo's well, one has definitely less body. Well, maybe who knows? Oh, well, that is true. One is certainly um, has less bodies. Well, one has a high body count, the other one just helps the Clinton body count, yeah, 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 high body count, yeah, Yeah, right. Imagine. Um, but Geo's links are down below in the description, his Substack, his uh, Patreon, all that jazz. Um, you can go ahead and go for it. Um, as for me, I have a new essay out on Substack. I'm going to hopefully, I've gotten over the, the writer's block. So I'm going to have another, uh, essay out hopefully soon. Um, I'm reviewing mm-hmm. Don Bluth's 1996 movie, Anastasia, doing a little animated, uh, anime, uh, or not anime, but an animated film review. <laughs> We've been talking about Steins Gate. Look what happens. Um, mm-hmm. on top of that, I'm releasing the latest episode of Stalin's War out from the, uh, paywall that'll be premiering for you gentlemen, uh, next Monday. So, um, there you go. And on top of that, yeah, I've just been, I'll be continuing on with more work. Um, this coming the 2nd of March, if you're on the patron, um, if you're either a backer on YouTube channel member, um, subscribe star backer or on Substack subscriber, um, patron book club is on March 2nd, Saturday. And we will be talking about the first half of Jacques Alul's propaganda. So mm. um, if you're interested in that, by all means do so. And then I will be coming out with my notes from the last book club on um, understanding media from Marshall McLuhan. Uh, the, my notes will be out on Substack soon, but the audio is already out on talking about that. So yeah. With that, we'll be live next week on the Digital Archipelago on Geo's channel. So be sure to tune in live and follow him on Twitter, Telegram, and all the like. Our links are down below in the description. 
and we will see you all next week. God bless. Goodbye too. Sweet. See you gents.